0: It's gonna be a great Noel. It's the advent calendar house. Muppets, Blackman, Smurfs, and even Garfield's Halloween. We're gonna take a trip down memory lane. Frosty, Rudolph, and a bunch you've probably never seen. It's Mike and pals that come to entertain.
1: to a brand new season of the Advent Calendar House a day earlier than advertised because, surprise, it's the show's fifth anniversary. (laughs) So to celebrate, we're going to do something a bit different. We're not going to just talk about a beloved Christmas special. We're going to talk about three of them. So join us as we clear the runway three times over for our salute to Disney's Prep and Landing trilogy. I am a lot smaller than Santa's helpers at the mall, Mike Westfall. And joining me is the top graduate of his class at Kringle Academy. It's Jeff Sumagy. Hello, Jeff.
2: Hey, how's it going? I, as always, when joining a podcast, I, at this very moment, realize I don't have an intro plan for myself, but I just (laughs) want to come in hot and immediately uh, offer a correction. You're going to get tweets. There are actually four prep and landings. Uh, We'll get into that later. Yeah, well... One's a bite-sized thing <laughs> that I just three extant, one lost to time. <laughs> yes. I think. I, but I want—I want to talk about it. We will uh, get there. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Move, move on.
1: Yeah, uh, and despite threatening to put my head on his wall if he ever saw me again, here he is. Please welcome back Paxton Holly. Hey, Pax. <laughs>
3: Hey, Mike. Hey, Jeff. And I totally was going to say, uh, like, you hairy tub of cookie dough. <laughs> Give me one good reason why I should not destroy you. <laughs> yeah, well,
1: here is the uh, unseen box of candy canes. But guys, thank you both for being here. I think you both requested this. I definitely know you did, Jeff.
2: Yeah, this has been uh, one of my favorite series. It's a it's a yearly rewatch. Uh, I remember uh, the first time I watched it must have been in 2009, uh, and I remember uh, like immediately writing to my mom, who is also a big uh, like classic uh, Christmas show fan, and saying like, "Add this one to the rotation. This is going to be a classic. It's it's a real delight." So I've been watching it now. Can't do the math over <laughs> over a decade. No, almost two. I don't know. What's 2009? Plus 2022. 20, uh,
1: 13. Years? Carry the one.
2: 13. Yeah, sounds about right. So yeah, uh, in- instant fave for me. Um I'm so glad that uh they made three of them. Very sad they haven't made more.
1: Yeah, so am I. Uh Pax, what's your history with watching these? Yeah, it's interesting. Um
3: uh I think I heard about it first. I heard it came out and I remember people talking about it and saying, like, this is really good. And then I think I don't think I saw it for the first time until it was probably whenever it jumped onto the ABC family, 25 days of Christmas, mm, okay. that first year it jumped on there. I was all on it. And I was like, I need to check this out and uh, watched it. And uh, I think it was right around like my son was either just born or he was like one or something like that. And uh, we watched it together. And since then, like when the second one came out, we watched them as they've come out. And it is like, Jeff, has been like a yearly thing. We watched my kids love them. And I couldn't tell you, one or two, like how, how often those get quoted even in non-holiday times. Like <laughs> we, we take little quotes from them constantly throughout the year.
2: Oh, yeah, I have I have tons of quotes written down that are just like, I say this all the time. And it's not until taking notes for this podcast where I was writing down all the quotes that I say. Where <laughs> that's I was all, like, I, that's wow, all my notes were. Yep. Wow. <laughs> I, in fact, said, oh, frostbite. I say that a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm slowly getting to that point. I don't know why I missed all of these the first time around, but I'm a late bloomer when it comes to prep landing. I only first watched all of these, I want to say, a few years ago. It was definitely after I started the podcast. But first time I watched them, I thought, oh, I'm definitely going to be watching these every year now. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I have. My kids love them when we watch them. I don't think it's a priority for them just yet, like all the other things we watch every year. Like, they'll look for specific things on their own, like Rudolph and the Muppets and Frosty. I don't think this is on that list yet, but... It might be. I don't know.
2: Yeah. I mean, they might need to be just a little bit older, you know, to, yeah. to get to that age uh, where kids really start loving, you know, inter-office uh, romances <laughs> and being passed over for promotion. Maybe that's. Uh, you know, it's really like office type of life stuff that that <laughs> that not young, young kids like, but, but you know, the slightly older kids really go for <laughs> it. Totally. All those middle schoolers. The one other thing that I I remember being so delightful about this series, and then um, I'll let you move on, um, is that it still was at the time where there could be specials and shows that came out that we hadn't heard about before because like it was it was early days of social media. Like, yeah. like there wasn't this marketing machine through social media. I wasn't hearing about this stuff. So I, I remember that it was either the secret Santa one or the third one where just one day it was on TV. And, and my wife, Emily and I were just like, what, <laughs> what where'd this come from? And like, it was just, it was great to be like, oh, they made a, th- did you know they made a third one? It was like, it was such like a fun moment. And I feel we don't, We don't really get those moments anymore, you know, because we're all just like, if you like something, you tend to follow it on social media. So you get saturated with news about another thing coming out. But it was a more innocent time, 2009.
1: Yeah, we don't get those moments anymore. Yeah, hardly
3: at all. And it's great that it's it's not you know it came around in the time where it's like it's not Rankin Bass, right? It's not like all these like the twenty four hours of Christmas story. It's like it's something that was new and uh, it's not super long and you could just enjoy it. And like Jeff, like the third one, like I think I was we were doing one of our yearly watches on twenty five days of Christmas, and that last one, that Secret Santa one, came on at the end of one of the ones we were watching. We had Mm -hmm. no idea, and it was like. Whoa, whoa! What's
0: this? What is this?
2: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that, that was a great moment. Yeah, that that second one, re- literally called a stocking stuffer yes. in the opening credits, Operation Secret Santa, and it really did feel like that. Like we, you know, you watch the first one, and then all of a sudden it goes into the next one, and and yeah, you felt like you got this like surprise stocking gift sho- <laughs> shoved down into the bottom of the toe where you didn't know there was another <laughs> gift hidden there. And a walnut, because that's what it was always done, the toe of the stocking. Because, you know, the fun stuff is at the top, and then you really really want to, like, get the old traditional boring stuff at the bottom. But this wasn't like that. This wasn't the orange (laughs) and walnut. Uh, It was much better.
1: They should do that more. Like, I associate those surprises they spring on you more with April Fool's Day now when they do that. And it's just like, oh, surprise, we're launching a whole new season. Uh, But maybe we need to bring that. Yeah, stocking stuffer is a great way to brand something like that.
2: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. and every year uh, after we watch it, I Google uh, prep and landing (laughs) for just to see, just to see. Uh, Turns out, mm, well, Hmm. we'll, maybe we'll talk about that at the end. But (laughs) maybe so.
1: So these are a set of TV Christmas specials that debuted on ABC in 2009, 2010 and 2011. They're now all on Disney Plus, so you can watch them all there whenever you want. We're recording this in August, so Disney's been pretty good at keeping them available year-round, which I'm very grateful for.
2: Yeah, I feel like Disney isn't going to be the one to pull their own stuff from their own streaming service uh, <laughs> at this point. Like Once it gets kind of shoved into their like coal, into the fire of grinding <laughs> consumer capitalism to consume through their screen into your <laughs> eyes, they're not going to take it down, um, unless it turns out that someone is super problematic, not not that there's not anyone super problematic associated with rapid landing, but you have to remember a lot of other people worked on this as well.
3: Yes, yeah. it's, gr- it's grist for the mill for the Disney mill. Yes, yeah, uh, exactly. But uh, I'm glad. I'm glad the third one. Well, I'm glad the stockings stuffer one we were talking about is on Disney because for the last couple of years. Like when it was on Twenty Five Days of Christmas, they wouldn't advertise it. It was just like it would randomly pop up, so you had to constantly watch to make sure it's like, hey, are they going to show it this year? Are they going to show it this year? So I'm glad you can just watch it whenever.
2: I love the fact. I love thinking about you sitting in like your recliner chair, your eyes propped open with shards of candy canes, just like must not stop <laughs> this watching. This is it. This is it. You got to see it. I really have to pee. Get me a bottle. Yes, do Tonight. I know that it. Must Leave this chair. It's gonna roll. It's gonna come on. It'll be done
3: before I get back.
2: <laughs> well, let's not get too
1: ahead of ourselves. Let's start with the original prep and landing, which first aired on December eighth, two thousand nine, a Tuesday night at eight thirty, right after a Charlie Brown Christmas, and that's probably the best possible slot at this point to introduce a brand new special like this. Yeah
2: absolutely and and like a great way to show everyone that just watches charlie brown christmas out of out of rote habit how good a christmas episode can really be like it's, yeah, maybe we liked it more simply because we had just been you know preached at by linus and we we're pretty glum at that point and then it's like oh this amazing new cgi thing which i i, I do um I want to point out like for 2009, the CGI, or not CGI, I mean, I guess it's just all computer animated. It's yeah. not really CGI. It yeah. looks great. I mean, it does. this could have looked so much worse. <laughs> and it's like, so what a great moment in time for them to make these stories where the technology was there to make it look good. Like, I don't know if you remember Santa versus the snowman. Like if they had wanted to make these like (laughs) three years earlier, it would have looked like Polygon City. (laughs) But it just looks so amazing. Yes. And and I was there for it.
1: Well, and this surprised me. Prep and Landing was the first animated TV special Disney made exclusively for ABC. Hmm. Hmm. That seems bizarre to me. Uh, Disney has owned ABC since 1996, and it took them 13 years to make this.
3: Yeah, that's true. That is odd.
2: They're probably like, "Well, if we're gonna <laughs> animate something, we're gonna put it in the theaters where we can charge fifteen that's bucks for it."
1: They started sending every TGIF sitcom family to Florida before the sale even closed. So yeah, I'm a little surprised it took that long. <laughs> But talking about how beautiful this special is, it opens very beautifully. We open late Christmas Eve in a snowy suburban town. I really like this opening with Nat King Cole playing in the background, only to stop abruptly with the fire extinguisher down the chimney. Yes. I
3: love the uh, the the James Bond elves popping in through yes. the fireplace and uh, the gadgets. So uh, yeah, this this is what this special does, and the next one expands on it. But it's like it brings you in and it gives you these these guys what they are and their gadgets, and you're just immediately drawn into this world. And uh, that's what I love about this.
2: Yeah, like the the eyes that glow uh, on the elves as they kind of peek under the rim of the uh, the fireplace. It really draws you in. It's just such a a great graphic design. Uh, And and yeah, it it like immediately you get what it is. It's like, you know, the the peaceful Christmas is over with the record scratch and then these like <laughs> tech elves show show up and like the tech they use is awesome. And now I have to say high tech Santa is a really hard concept to pull off. Like yes. that can be, that can go so bad so quickly True. where like Santa pulls out an iPad and it's like, oh, oh, oh I'm dining <laughs> up on the internet Wi-Fi. Oh. but like they don't do any of that. And, and for some reason, even though the the characters are using tech, it doesn't feel dated. It's it's interesting. It felt like futuristic, but also retro at the same time. Yeah. They they ride this amazing line with the way that it looks that you just like, yeah, this was the kind of tech that Santa would have and it's it's making it work and it doesn't really feel outdated. Yeah.
3: And it's geared up and themed kind of like Batman, you know, so it's like they have like (laughs) Christmas ornaments as like little sleeping bombs and the gingerbread man cookie is like their little iPad thing. It's like it's so well like
2: thought out. Yeah, everything has that one extra detail to it, like that gingerbread man that that reads the temperature on the milk, which, by the way, milk at 42 degrees is still in the danger zone. (laughs) Probably shouldn't drink that if it's been there for more than 40 minutes. Just a tip to everyone out there. <laughs>
1: just, just FYI. That is really warm for milk.
3: Drinking
2: left out milk. Uh, yeah.
1: Do you have a favorite gadget?
2: Mm. Oh. Mine's probably not in this one. It's not in the okay. first one. All right. Yeah. It's the it's the gatling gun of uh glitter bombs, <laughs> the sparkle bombs <laughs> yes, that, is that they use. I mean, this we'll we'll talk about it, but this really ratchets up like like cartoon violence (laughs) into a level that I started to feel a little uncomfortable with. Like, anyway, we'll get there. But yeah, that's probably my favorite gadget. Yours. Oh,
1: we'll, we'll let Pax go Pax. Uh, if we're talking about
3: just this first one, then I will probably have to say, (sighs) It's probably a t- like I do love the gingerbread man scanners because yeah. it, it's very versatile. It like scans people sleeping. It also sc- scans cookies. Like I I love the versatility of the gingerbread man iPad.
1: I do too. I like that it's not just a smartphone. It it does do that scanning. My favorite might be the gloves that read the temperature <laughs> on the milk to <laughs> ensure the- it's nice t- and yeah. cold. But the one thing I noticed about the gingerbread man, it was scanning the cookies to see if there were any nuts in them. Does Santa have a nut allergy that we don't know about? <laughs> that's
3: that's the infer. Yeah, I oh, think so. <laughs> wow.
1: And if so, what happens if the cookies and milk aren't up to snuff? Do they have equipment to fix them or are they just flagged? Nope, we got to skip this house.
2: Or they they just trash them, I guess. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, they put them on the fire, and then as they leave, yeah. and turn the fire back on, it just <laughs> incinerates those those nuts. Although, or or would that make kind of nut dust go into the air, into the oh. chimney, and then he Santa breathes comes it in. down, breathes it in.
1: Yeah, you don't want to put that on the fire. Not yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, not good.
2: Santa carries an EpiPen <laughs> everywhere he yeah. goes for of this course. specific reason.
3: <laughs> he needs it. The other thing that's that's cool is the the angel hair blower, <laughs> which also can apparently grind cinnamon sticks. Like right that thing was pretty awesome.
1: Hey, Swiss army <laughs> angel.
2: Yeah. I like the, I, the idea that the design is the skirt, is open at the end and there are blades at the top that create a vortex that shoots it out the horn so really like yeah you could just throw anything into there yep. or use it as an inflatable you sure. can dice it
3: you can slice it
2: <laughs> makes belt and fries
1: <laughs> oh uh but we do meet one of these uh special op style secret mission elves it's 227-year veteran of the prep and landing team, Wayne, voiced by Dave Foley. Have you ever wondered how it all gets done? How Santa gets in and out of millions of homes all in one night? Let's just say he has a little help.
3: Yes, he is the best. I love Wayne, but I love Dave Foley, and he voices Wayne perfectly
1: I, I do love the voice he puts on for for wayne here it's it's an overcompetent but weathered version of his own voice here it's like an older less optimistic flick from a bug's life
3: <laughs> <laughs> it really kind of is yeah yeah he's perfectly done with this job and uh I love when he becomes animated about something. So when he comes in and he thinks he has the promotion and he's he so excited, that is just perfect. I love he comes in and he's dancing and he's just like, Thanks, Gabe. Name's Brian. You know,
1: <laughs> like he is
3: so excited. I love that.
1: He is very good at being a jerk. I like the line, careful, or I'll put you
2: on the naughty list. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. But I could. I could.
3: But I could. Yeah. <laughs>
2: So he 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 does kind of ride this line right between being a jerk uh and, and and lovable you know uh so my question then is there's some inappropriate workplace stuff that happens in in this series oh yeah uh, and when he thinks he's getting the promotion he like grabs a lady elf and like spins her around and then jumps on and is like I'll see you under the mistletoe and I'm I like I'm wondering if the the writers knew what they were doing with that or if they just thought like oh a guy who's happy is going to do that or are they like we want to make this guy who's happy do something work inappropriate <laughs> to a coworker you know i want to think that it is the latter right <laughs> because they're 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 so smart about everything else
1: Yeah, he does say, don't be late for our date. So it does sound like there was a plan. Okay,
2: yeah, that's That's true true.
1: that they both agreed to. It's true. So I'm hoping that's the case. It's uh, yeah, but so while doing research, I found Disney made a website for this special and it's still up and running (laughs) in all of its 2009 non-responsive Web 2.0 glory. (laughs) lovely the navigation menu uses images of words instead of text it's <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous uh but i'm glad it's preserved like that it's like a little time capsule that you open up and look at every christmas but on this website there's a section called winterpedia which includes profiles of every major character location and gadget in these specials Ooh. There was also a link labeled live cams, but that's broken because it was made in Flash. (laughs) Of course it was. Uh, But this has full (laughs) bios of every character with way more information than any of these specials even suggest.
3: So like the whole franchise, it has everyone from every. Yes, Uh, not everyone,
1: but like all the main players. Yeah, nice. Uh, But here are some fun facts about Wayne. I will put this link in the show notes. You you must see it's (laughs) it's. fantastic here are some fun facts about Wayne he loves jazz <laughs> sure the smell of peppermint gives him a rash and his refrigerator is filled mostly of leftovers and eggnog well past its expiration date
3: same that makes makes sense Yeah.
0: yeah,
1: yeah. weird little extra thing they did to promote these and someone's job was to write these lengthy <laughs> bios that who even knows how many people have even read
2: Oh, the, the heady days of the internet where you could just crank out content, uh, <laughs> totally ignorant about metrics of like uh, who, exactly <laughs> who's gonna read this. Like, do you really think that these days Disney would launch a website like no that way. about a show without doing like market research about how many people are going to click on it, and, like how it's gonna be monetized and like what the return on investment is? That is <laughs> that is such an innocent little website.
3: Oh, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> Is it is it like standalone, like prep and landing, or is it like a subset? Of no, like- it's
1: like Disney.go.com slash prep and landing or oh, something okay. like that.
3: I was hoping it was like one of those back in the day when they'd standalone it and it, it would not even be part of the Disney site.
1: It still looks like it has the frame of Disney around it, mm-hmm. but for the most part, it's still pretty well preserved. Hmm. And, and the layout is very Mission Impossible style. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Just like the scene we have of Wayne going through his job here. So so he gives us a briefing on his job, which is to go into every one of Santa's stops ahead of the big guy to make sure he can smoothly get in, do his thing and get out without being detected. So prep and landing, make sure no creatures are stirring. The stockings are hung by the chimney with care and there's sufficient room under the tree for the incoming packages. And that's our intro to the Prep and Landing Corps, a job Wayne says he's been doing for the last 227 years. Yep. And you thought you were stuck in the same job for a long time.
3: Exactly. No forward momentum whatsoever. Except for your partner, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but the next year, he says, is going to be different. So we cut to the next Christmas Eve at 1600 hours, it tells us.
2: Kids love military time. Can <laughs> I just tell, tell you them. how much I love military time as a kid? And I am not joking. No, I put all my watches yeah. onto military time. I'm like, it's
3: 22. We only do military time in this house. It's only 24 hours. There
1: it. it is. <laughs> but no, he's he's on the dreaded four to close shift. But to an elf, I guess that's prime time.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like that's prime time when he's coming in. That's prime time.
1: Yeah, and he's <laughs> pulling in his shiny red snowmobile into the parking spot for the new director of Naughty List Intelligence. <laughs> well, he says it's going to be his new parking spot, and he's heading over to make it official right now.
3: Got in the eyes, crossing the t's.
1: That's right. <laughs> but first, can we talk about Wayne's Christmas tree shaped necktie?
3: Yes, we can. It is amazing. I kind of want one. Yeah.
2: Oh, a Lucky tie. I'm pretty sure I had one as a kid. Oh, okay. Yeah.
3: Did, did it? Was it lighting up? I was trying to remember if it was light. The balls were lighting up.
2: No, I, I think, think so. they were
1: oh, just okay. sewn on there. That's it true. I think have. They,
3: were. they should have. Now that I think about it.
1: And I absolutely should not have a tie like this, but it's neat. <laughs> it is awesome. <laughs>
2: Would an elf that likes jazz have a light up tie or not? I'm not sure. Like where on the coulometer? of Where's that
1: spectrum, Where does he <laughs> yeah. fall on the spectrum? Of- <laughs> I mean, where on the jazz spectrum is he? <laughs>
2: yeah, right. Like what kind of jazz elf is he? <laughs> Yeah, that tie. (laughs) Is is he more bebop or is he more, you know? That's uh, a valid point. No, he's
1: Kenny G Alto sex. That's a a Kenny G (laughs) listeners tie.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It totally is.
1: Also great is the propaganda poster. Christmas is counting on you. The prep and landing elf pointing like Uncle Sam.
2: I want one of those so badly. (laughs) If anyone knows where I can get one. Please
1: let me know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they also
3: have uh, not just the posters, but the, all the mugs have funny little sayings on them, too. Like They I do. Was trying to rem- I was trying to like nog or nod or something like that, and there was like another one with the naughty list or bust. I think, We're going to or- get there. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> well, uh, but first, Wayne uh, walks past some coal elves discovered in this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> trying to make a good impression on Wayne, including gristletoe Joe, whose wife made him a fruitcake.
2: Hey, boss. Hey, boss. My wife, she made you a fruitcake.
0: Why, thank
3: you. Whoa, heavy. Feels more like a pound
2: cake, huh?
1: (laughs) More like a pound pound cake. cake. Uh
2: (laughs) Every year I forget that the coal elves were introduced in the first one, because they play Mm -hmm. a much much larger role in the third one. Mm -hmm. But... Like so as seeing them is is always a delight. I always forget, and then I'm always delighted by the elf saying, My friends call me yes. Nancy, Nancy, Uh, which is just such like an innocent, delightful little moment of just like, it's not, he's not saying it because no. he gets picked on or 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 there's anything, it's just I don't know. It just comes out of nowhere, and it's just like he's so innocent about. it. He's like, "My friends call me Nancy," and he like <laughs> just wants Wayne to like be, yeah, his, be friend his friend. And, like, totally. Cause that connection. It, the the whole so conversation is so,
1: so wholesome. My favorite part about "My friends call me Nancy" <laughs> is no one flinches. What was your name again? <laughs> Grizzletoe Joe, sir. But my friends
3: call me Nancy. I'm gonna remember you when I'm in charge, Nance.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's normal. It's exactly. Normal. A perfectly normal elf nickname. I am here for that.
2: Yep. Yeah, I mean, well, look, if you're going about elf nicknames, we have tree skirt yes. drummer boy, the <laughs> yep. milking. Like, <laughs> I think, I think, I think, if if that's your nickname is Nancy, I think you're getting off pretty light. True. Um, yeah. If if you guys were going to be Santa elves, oh. uh, what would you what would you want your call sign to be? Oh or, goodness, that's a good call.
3: It was funny because I was thinking about those and I was like, I should come up with my own, and I never did.
2: Same. Ah. I mean, because like all the good ones are like either taken as as kind of phrases in this, like I was gonna say like tinsel, but that yeah, like them phrase, saying, like, totally cool. Yeah. Five golden rings. Oh, that's
1: nice. Oh, yeah, that is a good, a good one. one. Yeah. I was going down the list. I'm like, well, Santa's partridge <laughs> and it slays the pear tree.
2: Mine, mine will be uh LED Christmas lights will never be as good as incandescence. <laughs> that's my call sign. That's my call sign. <laughs> Perfect.
3: Or uh, aluminum tree, aluminum Christmas tree. Oh, aluminum yes. tree. <laughs> I
1: aluminum like that
2: tree. Is uh, great. Well,
1: <laughs> speaking of long titles that would necessitate long abbreviations, Wayne heads into the office of the North Pole Christmas Eve Command Center Coordinator, or NPCECCC for short. Her name is McGee, and McGee. she is voiced by Sarah Chalk. Hello. I'll see you at the Christmas party tomorrow. Okay. Bye.
2: Love Sarah Chalk so much. She is great. She's a delight. She's uh, great. And she is just a delight in this, especially in this role. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. This might be one of like the top five things I think of for Sarah Chalk now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I can think of more than three, but so this is definitely at <laughs> the top five. Uh,
1: uh, well, my first is Replacement Becky Connor. See, <laughs> uh, it's the yep. one I, I forget. I keep forgetting you know. that one, yeah. <laughs> That's the first one I think of. And then Scrubs and then Rick and Morty, How I Met Your Mother, oh, and okay. Prep and Landing.
3: Oh, okay. I forgot How I Met Your Mother, too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 that was a
1: brief one, but that I think that's when I started watching How I Met Your Mother. So I was just like, hey, it's replacement Becky. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's a great way to think of her.
2: Uh, I'm sure she'd appreciate that if you called her that.
1: I'm sure she came back for the Connors, but not as Becky, but she was like talking to Becky. As another character. Yeah. <laughs> that
3: is funny. That was uh, good. Her, her delivery in this is perfect. Like, did you lose a bet, sweetie? And like, th- this is one of the ones. So like her, <laughs> her sign off, and she does it in the next one too, is like, okay, bye. bye. That, we That's one of the ones we use in this house. Like when, <laughs> when the kids are leaving to go to school, it's like, love you, bye. I don't like... <laughs> All year we use that.
2: <laughs> yep. Emily and I do it normally when we're going through a doorway. So like you can actually go like, okay, bye. <laughs> <Or> like,
1: just <laughs> Go off the side of the door. And She kind of rolls away <laughs> on her chair. Totally. Yeah. Uh, McGee is another long time stay in her current position. Uh, according to the Prep and Landing website, she's been the... N.P.C.E.C.C.C. for 200, almost 200 years. Wow. Not quite 200, but getting close to that
2: bicentennial. They look great. They look great for their age. Yeah,
3: <laughs> they do.
1: It also says she and Wayne used to date, which I hear now, but I don't think that was a the thing they actually called out in this special at all.
3: Yeah, they didn't call it out, but it makes so much sense now that you say that.
1: Yeah.
2: Hmm. I mean, it also makes sense because there is like the, a through line through all of these, is kind of this underlying sexual tension. And yeah. inappropriateness at times between all the male, uh, you know, representation, male and female characters in it. So it, it doesn't surprise me that the writers would be like, well, of course they've dated. And also, <laughs> I mean, if you've worked together for 200 years, you know, I mean, like, you gotta why not? Up, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean,
1: like, it, you might as well be married to your co-workers at that point. Yeah. You know, did
3: the website mention anything about McGee and Tiny?
2: Hmm. No. Yeah, does it reveal the uh No, it doesn't.
1: I've always wondered about that connection. Yeah. Wayne will reveal it uh, a little later, but well, kind of. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> McGee's office is where we see a lot of these coffee mugs with the sayings of them. Yep. Uh, some of the ones yeah, you mentioned nice list or bust. Uh, one of them says fa-la-la-la-latte. Uh, <laughs> I that love one, that, one. that one.
3: That's a good one. That's
1: yeah. the one. <laughs> My favorite is an Easter egg. It's Dr. H. Elf Dentistry. That's got to be H for Hermie. Oh, oh I did yes. not see that one. Yes. Nice. Perfect. That was one that sort of appears after you cut to uh, Wayne and then back to McGee, and suddenly mm. she has this coffee mug on her desk oh. that wasn't there before. Mm. But it says Dr. H. Elf Dentistry. And it was like, ah, there it is. And behind her, she has the Charlie Brown tree. The Charlie Brown tree. Yep. Yeah. She's constantly getting rid of and getting new mugs. Yes. She's
3: constantly back and forth with mugs.
1: Yeah, her office is also just full of piles of paper and posted notes. Yeah. That feels like her. She's very chaotic. She yes. feels chaotic. Uh, but But she thrives on that chaos. Oh, yeah. Totally. And she finally gets off the phone to talk to Wayne and sadly has to be the one to inform him he did not get the promotion he was hoping for. Instead, it went to someone named Peterson, who was Wayne's old partner, whom Wayne trained. Yep, Yeah.
3: The shame. We yeah. all know that.
1: We all know this
2: pain. I think. I, I, you know, I was going <laughs> to ask, have either of you ever been passed over for a promotion? uh no but i have been
1: a peterson (laughs) Uh, not not i mean oh my god not intentionally being like sly about it or anything but it was like me and a co-worker who were up for the trying to get the same job and and i won it and we were cordial about it you never see peterson in any of these so i don't know so hopefully my now former co-worker because i'm in a new plays altogether didn't uh, hold a Wayne level grudge against me, but
2: you know, I, n- I never thought about the other side of the equation to ask that, Mike. And so like you <laughs> saying that made me realize I have been a Peterson <laughs> as well. <laughs>
1: See? <laughs> this is
2: horrible. Yeah. That I feel terrible. I mean,
3: yeah, we've all been there too. So I was a Peterson and I was a, so, a Wayne at one yes. point. So
2: <laughs> <laughs> Well, that makes me feel <laughs> so. Was it to the uh, same person? You just kind of <laughs> just like... like a boop, boop. It was like... <laughs> <by>. <laughs> yep.
3: It's the way it goes, baby! <laughs> Seesaw. So was Okay, so then you said we don't see Peterson was Peterson, not the one we see in the beginning with Wayne.
1: Oh, you know what? That might be him. Now that you mention it, they don't say. But in my head, that's Peterson. No, he doesn't say a word. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's got to be it. Uh, And now that Peterson's been promoted, Wayne has a new partner to train and that brings in Lanny. Well, not at first, because he's trying to pull open McGee's door that pushes to open.
2: He can't pull the door. No. Top of his class, a very small class. (laughs) Yes. Tree skirt. Tree skirt. Here comes tree skirt. (laughs) I'm Lanny. Call sign tree skirt. Lanny? I'm so excited to be working with you. I had a poster of you on my wall growing up. Talk about a Christmas gift, huh?
1: He is voiced by Derek Richardson, whom I know from the movie Dumb and Dumberer as the younger version of Jeff Daniels, Harry, is that who that is? Okay. That's who that okay. is. I didn't, I didn't look him up.
2: This is the first time I've looked him up ever. And I'm like, I must know him from something. And the IMDb first known for is Hostel, <laughs> And I was like, what different ends of the spectrum do we have here? <laughs> Lanny children's TV show, goofball and Hostel. <laughs>
1: Amazing. IMDB is not great with picking out what people are best known for. Mm-hmm. True.
2: Yeah, my wife will always say, "Like, well, that's not what we know them." About. Right. <laughs> like it's a
1: fun game the- of really. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's the
3: one you picked. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yes. Uh, but Lanny is your typical, very enthusiastic but clumsy rookie. The Prep and Landing website tells us his previous job was as a snow globe checker. <laughs> Doesn't elaborate. It's just an elf job that exists. Also, he loves apricot fruitcake at a restaurant called the Fruitcake Factory, which I don't think we see in any of these, but that would have been a fun setting.
3: That would have been fun.
2: <laughs> Very large menus at the Fruitcake Factory. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. As heavy as the fruitcake. More <laughs> like pancake. <laughs> mm.
1: Well, since they're prepping landing, Lanny and Wayne have to get out into the field early before Santa even takes off. So they make their way to the hangar to their transport reindeer, Thrasher. Thrasher. Forget about the elves. I want a special about Thrasher. Yeah,
3: Yeah. he is the the best. He is awesome.
2: Yeah. So, Mike, be careful what you wish for. We all wanted to know a little bit more about Boba Fett. Look where that got us. So let's leave Thrasher with his two lines that he has throughout this entire series and leave it at that. But yes, every year Thrasher makes me laugh out loud. Of just like, yes, of course, there's going to be a black ops reindeer named Thrasher who's wearing like those really like bro dude sunglass <laughs> sunglasses and like the design he's so like pointy yeah. and sleek and just like i wish i could draw like that is <laughs> great character work the way his teeth come together or just like yes. oh, his so streamlined
1: good. antlers are my favorite <laughs> yeah. yeah they like go- oh boy like he's got spoiler antlers Thrasher is Dasher's lesser known cousin, and he likes it that way to the point where he threatens Lanny. I heard Dasher had a cousin, but I always thought you were a
2: myth! I am a
1: myth. What? Tell anyone I exist, and
2: you won't exist. <laughs> Yes. Kids love a little bit of violent threat in there. You know, like, like so remembering all this stuff, you know, up at the top, whenever you play a movie and it'll say like TV, PG and for what is in there. I really thought it was going to say like TVG, but with threats of violence or like sexual situations or something like that. No, no. It's just listed as spy espionage.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yes, this show is listed as spy espionage first and then family and then fantasy and then animation. Just throwing that out there.
1: It's not wrong. Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely
2: not. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: Thrasher is voiced by an actor named Hayes MacArthur, who's well, IMDB's known for. Uh, <laughs> he starred alongside Rashida Jones in a TBS police comedy called Angie Tribeca.
3: I've heard of that show. <laughs> Never watched it. Yeah. Never seen it, though. Yeah.
2: Oh, I know this guy's face. Okay. And that is definitely not where I know him from. <laughs> yeah. Not known. In my mind, not known for that. Nope.
1: Now he's known as Thrasher. Uh, exactly. And, and the Prep and Landing website tells us Thrasher likes candy canes and his cool shades and dislikes almost everything except candy canes and his cool shades.
0: <laughs>
2: And I feel like they phoned that one in. I mean, yeah, I mean, they did. Up, yeah, well, they're making up <laughs> restaurants for the other people. Right? And then that's just like, I don't know what do we see.
1: No, Thrashers is pretty short compared to the others. It also says he has a tattoo of a holly leaf on his front leg that only Blitzen knows the real circumstances behind.
2: Whoa! Okay, now oh, now we're getting there somewhere. There you go.
1: <laughs> now I'm intrigued. That's why I want a Thrasher special. <laughs> <laughs> it can be a prequel. Uh, so the elves are in this teardrop ornament shaped bunker sled being pulled at Mach-a-billion, according to Lanny. <laughs> Uh, To Sector 7, we don't know exactly where Sector 7 is, but later on the radar screen, we see latitude and longitude coordinates, and it's the Disney Animation Building in Burbank. (laughs) Ah,
2: there it is. Uh, uh easter eggs uh,
1: this snowy <laughs> suburb is decidedly not in burbank
2: <laughs> but well i mean i don't know With the way climate change is going <laughs> is all, all, bets, all bets all are bets up, up. <laughs> i mean the, chan- the chances are that that california will light on fire <laughs> because of climate change but <laughs> you never know the pendulum might swing the other way all of a sudden it could yeah through, i mean you no know, the turtle whelp house <laughs> Hot summers,
1: cold winters. It's all on the cards. The the, <laughs> the radar map does show that they are descending over somewhere over Ohio later. Mm. So that's where we really are. But mm-hmm. Wayne and Lanny parachute down into their first stop. Lanny, again, is very psyched to be in the field. Immediately starts surveying the living room behind a poinsettia plant while Wayne makes a much slower, sadder entrance. Still bitter about not getting that promotion. So he decides to let Lanny fly solo on his first house while he sits downstairs, assesses the cookies, and feels sorry for himself.
3: Yep. <laughs> I love Wayne in this and just how done with this he is. He's so done. So done. And like, I mean, I know I feel like this lately. And when I rewatched it for, for the show, I was just like, I'm feeling you hard, Wayne, on this one. I'm feeling you. <laughs> and he just <laughs> and he goes, and that's what he does, all the cool stuff with his gadgets. I
2: love this. Yeah, when he's like, uh, you know, you do everything, I'm going to eat this cookie, (laughs) he puts like the cookie in his mouth, he goes to the fridge, and he like grabs the (laughs) milk, and he's about to leave, and then he sees the whipped cream, (laughs) and the way that through his, the cookie in his teeth, he goes, like
0: cracks me up every time,
2: every time, I love it.
1: Meanwhile, Lanny is checking upstairs in the bedroom of a young boy who left a pile of Legos on the floor, and they never check off's gun that pile of Legos. And (laughs) I'm kind of disappointed. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. Not that I hope anyone steps on a Lego, but they're just there for scenery.
3: So yeah, they could have been built up into stairs, so they could have climbed him back up into bed.
1: Oh, that would have been good. Yeah,
2: uh, edited for time. They, uh, they, <laughs> sure, yeah,
3: maybe that's what happened. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah.
2: because we never really see them like get him from the floor into the bed, right? True. It's just like all of a sudden, all of a sudden he's there. Yeah, after they bash his head into the wall. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is another one of those quotes packs for me. Is the sorry, sorry. <laughs> like I say that all the time. <laughs>
1: Then Lanny heads back downstairs to trim underneath the tree to make room for the boy's gift, a bicycle. Here's another piece of tech I really like. So their gingerbread men are connected to a database that shows what each kid is getting and laser projects an image of a gift box that comes in so the elves can trim the correct amount to make room under the tree.
3: That is pretty, I agree. That is that is an awesome little feature. And I love how it's misused by Lanny here. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it uh, slips a bit, and Lanny accidentally (laughs) shaves off nearly half the tree.
2: (laughs) Having been raised by, uh, you know, my dad was an electrician. Uh, I do take umbrage with a scene where you cannot just cut lights off a <laughs> tree and hope that the rest stay lit. Right. But I guess it's a magical world, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But, you know, I, it really took me out of it at that minute. <laughs> did, so did like it, yeah. Uh, yeah. three stars <laughs> no. <at best. laughs>
1: no, he can just turn. The way this tree is positioned by this family staircase, he just turns it around to face the wall. And thankfully this family doesn't do what i do and just not bother with decorating the back of my tree
3: (laughs) that's true we We don't either (laughs) (laughs) the back of the tree is where all the ornaments you don't want to see go yeah yeah that's true i don't want to throw it out that's true the kids hand me one i'm like oh okay we'll put that over here (laughs) Here.
2: Just kind of like chuck it over the side of the tree (laughs) yeah It's like it's very nice that my niece bought us matching hockey sticks that have our names on them, but those pieces of plastic are probably going on the back of the tree. Yep. I mean, It's, it's, on, like the five, it's on the tree. It's on the tree. Yeah, exactly. Every year on the tree. Can't get rid of it.
1: That's where whatever leftover plain round ornaments with nothing on them end up on my tree. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, that's, that's a good place for
1: them. Yeah. But this family covers all sides of their tree, so problem solved. Yeah, the turtle whelps don't... Uh, <laughs>
2: Mess around. <laughs> That's right. Uh,
1: meanwhile, Wayne is uh, finds himself a spot on a lazy boy and turns on the TV with his cookies and milk with whipped cream just in time to watch Mickey's Christmas Carol. Merry Christmas! A Christmas special. That's nice. Do you want to watch a Christmas special? You do?
2: Oops.
3: <laughs> this part is another part that I quote all the time, but usually during holidays... And Christmas specials come on. It was like, oh, you want to watch this? Sorry. It's like, oh, do you like that? I don't. Every time. And it's funny every time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Quickly changes the channel to, well, we don't see what it is, but it sounds like an old timey horror movie.
2: Ah, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. I always think of like a uh, creature from the Black Lagoon because it kind of has that minor chord like, burn, yeah. burn. Yeah.
3: For some reason in my head, it was always like the, uh, uh, what's the old, the original like thing from another world or something. Mm. Mm. It it was, it was something like that. For some reason that was always in my head.
1: Some channels playing that late Christmas Eve night. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. As the bitter Wayne attempts to bite off cookie Santa's head only to find the cookie is stale. So it takes a few tries.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That cookie, by the way, looks disgusting. Like it. (gasps) What? What? I don't like those cookies. Those are not cookies. Oh, <laughs> oh the thicker the frosting, the <laughs> better. You I, gotta like... They're like plasticky. Like, I don't like those cookies. Oh. <laughs> I think it looks cool. I think it looks right. awesome. Right. <laughs> uh, but no.
2: <laughs> when I was a younger man who could still digest milk, yeah. those are ah. the best cookies to just like you just put them into the milk and the cookie part softens up, but the icing keeps it all together. Okay. So that you just have like kind of like this spoon <laughs> of icing to eat. <laughs> like, <so good. laughs> you know, I'm pre-diabetic.
3: Well, I mean, that's a life hack right there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, you're kind of selling me on them. No, my favorites were always the spritz ones that are shaped like trees. And you put a little stencil on your thing and you get, and it's a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But in between struggling with that and the TV being on, there's enough noise for the little boy asleep in his bed earlier to tiptoe downstairs and investigate. And this kid came prepared with a camera and catches Wayne in the action.
3: (laughs) And I think you even see the gingerbread man doing creature stirring. Yes, we do. Yeah, one. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh But back at the North Pole, it's finally time for the big guy to take off. And first... They get things ready on the sleigh or as it's cleverly codenamed Rosebud. Yeah, Look it up kids. Yeah.
2: Look, it's still the AFI number one movie. It if sure I'm not mistaken. So kids should be watching. That's, That's
1: right.
3: That was for the parents. That was for the parents. Anyway. Yeah,
2: Absolutely. I feel like most of this is
1: for the parents. I mean, <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, but, but then this might be my favorite joke of the whole series They rev up the engines, (laughs) the engines being the reindeer. Yeah. (laughs) And a little elf hanging from a wire is lowered in front of Dasher and Dancer to pup them up by shouting, yeah! 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 Yeah!
0: Yeah!
1: Yeah, Yeah, and then
3: they bump heads together. Yeah, (laughs) very, very aggro.
1: Very aggro. (laughs) A Dasher is voiced by story artist Nathan Greeno the director of my favorite Disney princess movie, Tangled.
3: Oh, nice. Oh, I didn't know
1: that. Which was the year after this. Uh, and Dancer is voiced by David Deloise, son of Dumb.
3: Oh, is it? OK. Yeah. I thought, I, oh, I totally thought that was Patrick Warburton.
1: Mm-hmm. you know it kind of does yeah. he it does kind of sound like he's doing a Patrick Warburton there yeah. and it's funny no. when we
3: get to the next one there's going to be another one that I totally thought the voice was someone else until mm-hmm. like literally like the maybe the third time I watched it so we'll, oh, we'll get okay. to that one. but but this one I thought was Patrick Warburton forever yeah.
1: <laughs> it does have that sort of Patrick Warburton qualities to it, but mm-hmm. I guess when you can't get Patrick Warburton as a voice, <laughs> you get David Deloys.
2: <laughs> you get, a you get <laughs> Yeah, you get, you get like the third most popular <laughs> Deloys son <laughs> <laughs> to, to your, your Warburton soundalikes. <laughs> the reindeer in this show are a delight. They, they are, are so like all of them. Just talk about like holy. Developed characters like they, the writers on this didn't shirk on. Making every every character feel so full and so round, and like the reindeer have like two, three little scenes, like the rev up later when they're like yelling at each other, like keep it together, keep it man. together, keep it together. soup! <laughs> <Like, laughs> they're so funny. They they're they're like more funny than than like they like any, they have a right to be. Yeah, it's it, it's great.
3: Yeah, they he comments he hates that nickname of eight maids of milking. Yes, <laughs> and then they cut the engines and their little legs fly off. <laughs> that
1: oh, that's such a small thing God. detail that I noticed like yep. uh Dasher and Dancer both have bios on that website. Do they really pause Yes. That? Dasher we're told has a recurring case of athlete's hoof <laughs> and has been seeing reindeer trainer and nutritionist Dr. Autry. <laughs> good reference wow and dancer is a fan of the soap opera as the yule log burns (laughs)
3: they're they're working
1: overtime on this they sure are (laughs) and every year when dancer sheds his antlers he puts them under his pillow for the antler fairy (laughs) oh i want them to expand on that (laughs) i know wow
3: I need I need like a and landing, like pre novel, like kids novel. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like an EU. Fill uh. yeah,
0: totally.
3: <laughs> out this world, Disney.
1: They really need to. <laughs> uh, and out walks the big guy himself. His bio on this website is very short. It really just tells him what we already know. Santa knows who's been naughty and nice and all the elves call him the big guy. And that's pretty much it.
3: Huh.
2: Mm, okay. Keep
3: him mysterious. Okay. Keep him. Mysterious. That's right. Right. <laughs>
2: No weird foot funguses in his bio. <laughs> that no. we know of. <laughs> no strange. He's not eating at <laughs> Fruitcake
3: Factory.
1: No, <laughs> no run, nothing. nothing. <laughs> I've made the list, sir. You checked it twice? Per redundancy protocol, prep and landing teams are underway. Everything seems to be in proper order. Excellent. Thank you, Miss Holly. Santa is voiced by Morgan Shepard. Do you happen to know Morgan Shepard from anything specific?
3: That name's familiar, but I feel like I'm, I'm getting it. Mixed up with Gene Shepard from A Christmas Story. <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: Uh, going through his IMDb to see what stood out for me, he was in the 2007 Transformers movie as Captain Wick- Wiki, who finds Megatron in the Arctic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the voice of a colonel in all of the Medal of Honor video games. Oh. He was in Biker Mice from Mars as the voice <laughs> of the evil Lawrence Limburger. I remember that. <laughs> but I know Morgan Shepard best from Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, as Elvira's evil great-uncle Vincent. Yes. He's the antagonist oh, in that movie.
3: That's who he is. Yes. Okay. Yes.
1: Uh Died in 2019. He was 86. So, heck hmm. of a run. Wow. Yeah. But pretty good Santa voice. I like this Santa.
2: hmm
1: It's a great Santa yeah.
2: voice. Yeah. Yeah, nice and gruff. It makes you really, like... It's the kind of voice where you can hear the kindness in it, but yeah. you can also hear, like, the, look, if you step out of line, I'm also the vengeful type <laughs> I'll be, of Santa. I'll be all over we'll
1: you. will give you coal, <laughs> yeah. you know? He's all business, but with that hint of joy. Yeah. Yes. He's accompanied to a sleigh by his executive assistant, an elf named Holly, who is voiced by Kasia Kropinski, who... Appears to be best known from an AMC show called Hell on Wheels.
3: Oh, it's a Western. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I liked Hell on Wheels. She was also the voice of one of the pups in the Disney direct-to-video sequel, 101 Dalmatians 2, Patches' London Adventure. Oh, my God.
3: My <laughs> son loved that movie. Oh, oh
1: well, my this, God. Is, this is Penny <laughs> in that. Oh, okay. All right.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we, we watched that so many times.
2: Okay. So the IMDB for you is correct. Be, it is it, what you know. It
1: is from.
3: relevant for me. Yes.
1: Uh, Holly has a website bio. It says Miss Holly always finds herself in need of a fresh mug of fun nog every <laughs> Thursday at 1030. Coincidentally, that is the same time that Brett, the rugged fun nog cooler service elf, is delivering a fresh supply on his broad shoulders. Miss Holly's mother thinks she can do better. Wow. That is the weirdest fan fiction on Disney's website. That person needs a raise. That is amazing. (laughs) This is filthy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the partridge is in the pear tree and Santa is go to dash away all. And although the launch went flawlessly, McGee is informed of a snowstorm over Sector 7. And back in the middle of Sector 7, the boy who's now awake and wants to get to know Wayne introduces himself as Timmy.
0: Hi, I'm Timmy. What's your name?
2: I, I, uh, uh, it's Wayne.
0: You're a lot smaller than Santa's helpers at the mall.
3: Are you a baby elf?
1: Ah, no, I'm not a baby. I have a pension. He is voiced by Mason Vale Cotton, who would later take over as little Bobby Draper in Mad Men. Oh. He was the last of, I think, four actors, it looks like, to play one kid. Hmm. Uh, and he's also the current voice of Arnold on Hey Arnold <laughs> when they bring him back for things. Uh, I don't know if he's in that Nickelodeon Smash Brothers game, but they recently made another Hey Arnold movie, and he's the voice of Arnold in that. Ah, huh. oh, OK. Here he was seven years old when this special came out, and Timmy is very curious about Wayne. <laughs> he is. I
3: love I love this discovery.
1: And <laughs> it's like
3: we're we're totally getting into the soup now. So it's like the when we calls him a baby is hilarious. Yeah, are you a baby elf? <laughs> and the his and Wayne's response, my wife and I still use it's like, I'm not a baby, I have a pension. And it's like <laughs> we we still use that all the time. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <That's>
1: wonderful. <laughs> uh but thankfully Lanny comes in with one of his sleep sand grenades to knock out <laughs> Timmy. <laughs> yep.
2: Those are powerful narcotics. In <laughs> they <days>. are.
1: <laughs> but now it's up for the two very tiny elves to carry this unconscious kid back upstairs to his room. And again, completely past the unnecessary pile of Legos. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Cut for time. Yep. <laughs> still hits
1: his head on a wall. Yep. Sorry. Um, Oops. Sorry. <laughs> Here's where Lanny asks Wayne what's wrong. And Wayne admits the thrill of his job is gone. As he puts it, uh, they're all just tiny ornaments on some gigantic tree slaving away all for what? And Lanny quickly replies, for kids like Timmy, the thrill may be gone for you, but it's not gone for him. So now Lanny's disappointed.
2: This is some sort of a uh, communist show working <laughs> working for the good of others and not for the good of yourself. <laughs> what are we teaching? What are we teaching kids? What
3: does Lanny get out of
2: this deal? Mark's
3: Marxist prep and landing.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, as they lift Timmy up to get him back into his thankfully low sitting bed, Wayne's earpiece starts ringing. Uh, his ringtone is jingle bells, of course, because it sounds like one of those tree ornaments that plays jingle bells. <laughs> oh. <Ow. clears throat> <laughs> Did you guys ever have an ornament that played music? Yes. Oh, yeah. This one sounded just like mine that played jingle bells, but it was in the shape of Sugar Bear from Super Golden Crisp Cereal <laughs> oh, that- in a Santa suit. Amazing. That I mailed in some proofs of purchase and got singing Santa Sugar Bear. Do <laughs> you still have it? Do you not have it? No, it, no. What? My parents might. It might still be at my parents' house. Uh.
2: You should you should look for it and see if you can do some surgery to get in there and get the battery replaced yeah, and see if there it'll, it is. it'll play again. Uh,
1: totally. I cannot get enough of that Golden Crisp.
2: Yeah, my wife had a little uh, a magnetic Christmas tree, a uh, pair of them that would play that in that same type of tone. Yep. and you would try and like hit them both at the same time, but they would like always be just out of sync, and the tone <laughs> oh, would be no. a little bit different, and it was a little bit a little bit surreal. Um, but for me, growing up. And I, I bother. Uh, uh, I, I I say this every time we're watching Star Trek. Uh, I got the original Hallmark ornament. Okay. Uh, Star Trek Hallmark ornament, mm. which was the shuttlecraft, and you push it, and it goes shuttlecraft to Enterprise. Shuttlecraft to Enterprise. Spock here. Happy holidays. Live long and prosper. Nice. And now when we watch Discovery, every time someone is like, there's a shuttlecraft out there, I say, shuttlecraft <laughs> Enterprise, shuttlecraft Spock Enterprise. Spock here. Ah, Happy holidays. Happy holidays. <laughs> it's great. My wife loves it. <laughs> I'm, sure. a, I'm a delight. Every time. We <laughs> it. Every time.
1: Oh, so it's McGee on the line wanting a status report. And Wayne is just now noticing the snowstorm because as he informs McGee in their cute little elf code, they have a coal in the stocking. But hey, they're putting him to bed, but that's not good enough for McGee, who has her assistant Tiny get her big red, which is their old timey emergency World War Three phone with a direct line to Santa. (laughs) So like (laughs)
3: Wayne's conversation with McGee here, like reminds me of something at work, you know, and he's like, (laughs) he's like, okay, fine. We have a coal in the stocking. And she's like, what? And he's like, we're putting him to bed. Relax. And I was like, I've had a conversation (laughs) very similar to that at work. And so I love (laughs) that delivery there. (laughs)
1: Uh, But Tiny is so named because we can only see the top of his hat. He's the focus of that bonus feature we mentioned at the top that premiered online the day after this first aired.
2: Have either of you seen uh, Tiny's Big Adventure?
1: Not in its entirety. There's not about a 40-second clip that's still up on Disney's website somewhere.
2: Oh, because the I saw that the total running time was a minute. Yeah. So you've seen like two-thirds of it. Pretty much. It's uh, not yeah. a big
1: adventure. He just goes to the break room to fill McGee's cup of coffee. <laughs> hmm.
3: Morning, Tiny. Looks like we're going to need a fresh pot. <laughs>
1: But because or I guess it's eggnog, but because the mix is up on the top shelf, he can't quite reach it. So hijinks ensue and a bunch of stuff falls on him, including a a giant water cooler that's also filled with eggnog or funnog. It's labeled Mm. (laughs) funnog.
2: Funnog is eggnog with booze. (laughs)
3: Yes, (laughs) I'm guessing. A little Irish in it. Yes. (laughs) So remind me, the Tiny's adventure, like, can you see his face
2: in that? No,
1: you never see his
2: face. You only see the
1: top of his hat. You never hear him talk. That's right.
2: Okay, You do, and like Dr. Doom, he's horribly scarred.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's why in the
2: rest of the main series, you never see it.
1: Uh, Tiny's website bio tells us he was a champion reindeer jockey, (laughs) enjoys playing the trombone, and has an amazing singing voice.
2: he does uh i want more about tiny uh
1: but mcgee's got santa on the emergency line and he insists it's just a little snow but mcgee says the site's not prepped and they have no choice but to declare figgy pudding to audible gasps (laughs) around the command center
0: figgy
3: pudding and and all the giant big buttons they used to push stuff. So it was Figgy Pudding had a big red button. And when they, like everything was like a 1950s nuclear fallout shelter. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I like, I love that setup. And they're flipping caps up and hitting buttons. Figgy Pudding. Mm-hmm.
2: Have either of you in your real life had to flip a cap up in order to flip a switch? No.
3: Oh, unfortunately not that I can write. Not yet.
2: Can we bring that back? Yeah, please. Bring it back. I'm just like on our TV remotes. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Individual, individual caps on every button. <laughs> just install
1: <laughs> one in next to the air conditioning uh, thermostat. Yeah,
2: like, oh, gotta, <laughs> uh, yeah. In order to turn the TV on, my wife and I have to turn two keys at the same time <laughs> yes. on opposite sides of the, room. The size of the room. Total.
1: There it is. Just
2: to make sure we really want to watch TV. Yeah. On.
1: Gonna put one on my tree lights.
2: <laughs> but
1: so Santa says it's never come to that and adds, What about Timmy? So, why is Timmy's house the first in this sector?
3: <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> That's a good point.
1: My first thought was, Okay, maybe Santa just finished crossing the Atlantic and maybe Timmy lives in coastal Maine. But no, that map shows us he lives in Ohio. So, mm. I don't know what gives.
2: Yeah, I think uh, he delivers uh, alphabetically. So, <laughs> oh <dear. laughs> he, he, yeah, he just he's going all around. It's very inefficient.
3: Everyone else in the <laughs> neighborhoods up in the bees, So he, they can't.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, but geographical logic aside, Santa is very upset to have to skip Timmy's house. And he turns the sleigh around, leaving Lanny to wonder, what about Timmy? That was a big storm on the radar. Not just some little Eeyore cloud above one house. So I don't understand why Santa's just skipping Timmy.
3: <laughs> well, it seemed like he had no plans to go to any of those houses. <laughs> Only Timmy's house is who he's going to. <laughs>
1: We're going to get to that later because I have something to say about the rest of his block. But now Wayne is very upset with himself, especially after a half asleep Timmy grabs Wayne, gives him A big hug and mumbles, this is going to be the best Christmas ever. Thanks, Wayne. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes Wayne's heart grow three sizes. And he does this amazing little maneuver where he flips out of Timmy's arms and replaces himself with the kid stuffed giraffe. That was a cool move. Yeah,
3: that was wicked. That was a wicked Bond move. (laughs) Wicked move.
2: (laughs) I mean, I don't know about you, too. I love a great Scrooge Redemption arc when, oh, yeah. like, the grumpy dude. Like, yep. you just, you see that, you feel that moment of, like, I was wrong. Let me do this. And then, like, things kick into action. It's just such a, like, a nice little moment uh, to to kick off the third act at that moment. And then he does that little flip with the giraffe, and it's it's funny <laughs> as well. Yep. So, yep. yeah, this, this short has everything yep. in it. Uh,
1: so Wayne calls McGee, tells her to patch him into the big guy, or else he'll tell everyone about her and Tiny, which makes Tiny's hat stand on end. <laughs>
2: yeah, it does. Again, kind of not cool of Wayne to, like, leverage relationship information to get what you want. No. So, like, you know, uh, another podcast might call this segment so old. <clears throat>
0: Um,
2: but you know we it is what it is and it's funny and
3: how how open was that calm channel was like all of control listening on so now
1: everyone knows anyway so
2: right because tiny's hat definitely goes (laughs) now i'm wondering yeah Mm -hmm.
1: but uh but wayne she does patch him through, and Wayne tells Santa he needs to stop at this house, insists he has a plan, there's enough time, and they cannot let Timmy down. Well, Santa was hoping he'd say that, so he turns around again, and now it's time for Wayne and Lanny to head back up the chimney and get the roof ready, because it's too windy, and their landing strip gets blown away!
3: That's another sweet gadget right there. The yeah. snowman with the landing lines and the tail hook thing. Awesome. The tailhook's awesome
1: the icing on the cake of that totally
2: because <laughs> like it starts as the the snowman and like the two top parts launch out leaving the trail behind yes like, i guess i'm explaining this in case anyone has not spent the best 23 minutes of their life <laughs> watching this short before listening to this seven hour podcast about it <laughs> you, you could have watched it a lot this time. Yep. Um, but it like goes out and then not only is it such a cool gadget because it's so well thought out, like each ball goes uh, off into the, into the, to to leave the thing off. Then the wind takes it off and the animation of this piece of wire, like twisting with the lights running on it, going off into the fog and slowly disappearing. Like, like, again, the animation in this is, is way better than it has any right to be really for, is. like, a dumb kid's show in 2009. <laughs> like, it looked so good. And and I, every time I see it, I just, I have to say, it, just, like, I'm I'm getting old, I guess. <laughs> it's one of those things where, we're like, when you see a dog, you have to be like, that's a dog. <laughs> like, whenever we watch this, like, it happens, I was like... I turned to my wife and I'm like, that looks so good. That's beautiful. <laughs> that looks so good. That's some damn
3: good animation I, right there.
2: Yeah, some damn yeah, fine animation. looks so good. Yeah.
1: Uh, so now Wayne decides to borrow some very brightly lit lawn decorations from one of Timmy's neighbors. Oh, they pay off that, but not the Legos on the floor. <laughs> That's,
3: they totally did. They did mention that right when they got to the house. You're yeah. right.
1: <laughs> that yep. looks like a winter wonderland over there. Yep. <laughs> Chekhov's Winter Wonderland is <laughs> your parlor. Yeah, yeah. Yes. They've got lawn decorations. They have an inflatable Santa Snow Globe. And we're all distracted by that to notice that's the only house on the block that's mm. decorated. That's decorated yeah. at
3: all. Yeah.
2: Yeah. The Terwelps don't even have, and I keep using that name just to be clear, everyone. <laughs> Timmy's last name is Terwelp. His name is Timmy Terwelp. Yep. T-E-R-W-E-L-P. That has to be either someone's real name or an anagram. I did an anagram of it. It does not seem to make any sense. It's it, yeah, it, no. like a re-scrambled word. Uh, Mike, do you have any insight onto Turwelp or what that? I that don't. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: one of the wiki articles, I said that they got the name Timmy from Tiny Tim, but that's it. Nothing mm. about Terwelp. All
2: right. Uh, uh, but yeah, the Turwelp house, not not decorated at all. A little bit inside. but His but, mailbox
1: yeah. is decorated yeah that's the only yeah. other thing on this Oof. block that's decorated beside these neighbors who went all out. Maybe yeah. Timmy lives in a very diverse neighborhood yeah that's good
3: maybe maybe that's why Santa wasn't going to any other houses because none of the other houses
1: celebrate Christmas. <laughs>
2: maybe that's it. That's yeah. it, yeah. And maybe the Winter Wonderland, they just put out decorations because they're like, well, we don't really celebrate, but we want to fit in yeah. because, you know, in this country, if you don't fit in, sometimes you get into some problems. So like, let's pretend yeah. and they put it out and then they realize, like, oh, we're the only people who put it out. <laughs> Whoops, so that's awkward. why Santa's not going to their house. No, Look, yeah. This has all sorts of socio-economic, political <laughs> ramifications. It's the best 23 minutes of your life, folks. It is. Yeah.
3: Overcompensation, man. That's, that's what it is.
1: <laughs> womp, womp. So these neighbors are about four houses down and across the street. So we see Lanny and Wayne ski jump across the rooftops and onto a car to get there quickly. Uh, the license plate on the car reads 12501 WED. That's December 5th, 1901, Walt Disney's birth date.
3: Mm. Uh, I didn't notice that. <laughs>
2: he got that, but not Turwell.
3: (laughs) Right, man. (laughs) No one else apparently has Turwell, either. (laughs) No,
1: not without trying. Uh, Wayne presses a sync button on his gingerbread iPhone thing, secures it under his hat and tapes the hat to the side of the giant inflatable snow globe. And in the 10 seconds it took him to do that. And yes, I counted. It was 10 (laughs) seconds. Lanny gathered all the other Christmas lights from the entire rest of the lawn display.
2: Top of his class Mm. in Elf school. There it is. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. So Wayne hits
1: a button on his little utility belt that deploys a parachute from his hat that's taped to the snow globe now. And the wind lifts it in the air like a balloon. And the elves use a string of lights as a rope to keep it in place, which is kind of inspiring. Yeah. I don't have inflatable decorations. I don't want them. My wife really doesn't want them. (laughs) But maybe I could convince her to have a balloon tethered to the ground with Christmas lights. That's true. Maybe. (laughs) I love like battlefield stuff
3: like this. Like someone goes out there and just takes what he has and reconfigures it to use it for something Mm -hmm. else. Like, so I love stuff like that. And so I loved how they did that.
2: (laughs) But, But also like everything that they use to do this are things that they have set up in the first act, mm-hmm. like yeah. to inflate the thing, he's using the thing that he used to to open up the uh, stockings. Uh, you know, he uses the 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 thing, um, uh, the gingerbread thing. Like, so it's it's not just like, oh, well, I have this special piece of equipment now. It's like, no, I'm using the thing that I've shown you. We've used several times. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's such a great build.
1: Yeah, I do it's like that. Like th- these are all part of the job, and I'm the expert. Yeah. And there's another close call when Lanny's grappling hook gives way and Wayne has to swing around and pull him out of the way in some falling icicles now. Yep. Saves him, brings up his unconscious body to the roof, (laughs) turns on the sink to snow globe light just in time to give Santa's reindeer a visual of the landing zone. Almost forgot about that tail hook on the sleigh, but Lanny comes to in time to help secure the rope and bring Santa's sleigh to a safe and complete stop on Timmy's roof.
2: Such a nice little adorable moment there, too, of when Lanny grabs the rope and they have this exchange look between them of just like pure friendship and love. And like, we're here for you. Yeah. And then the tail hook hits the rope and they both <laughs> slam together. <Yes. laughs> it's like it's just this like this this great roller coaster of emotion that it's just done so well.
1: It really is. And then they cut from there right to Christmas morning at 0900 hours back to the North Pole, which is a shame. I wish we could have just had a few seconds of a relieved Santa leaving Timmy the bike. Mm. Yeah, that would have been nice.
2: Or just like his fat butt slithering down the <laughs> chimney. <laughs> they don't know, show like- that. They don't show any
1: <laughs> chimney action besides the elves. They don't. Uh, but we're back at the North Pole where everyone's dancing and celebrating another successful mission. And here's what I noticed. Santa's castle looks an awful lot like Cinderella Castle.
3: Hmm. Oh, yeah, it does. I didn't pick up on that until you said that right now. Yeah.
1: It's not one to one, but it's close enough that I know what they
2: did. Yeah. At some point, Disney has to realize that they've gone from Easter eggs to just like Lazy, right? Yeah, like well. Lazy design where it's like, oh, it's an Easter egg that it looks like the castle. Yes, we have those digital assets. We're just going to reuse them.
1: they're <laughs> all hidden Mickey. Some are just not hidden well. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Call it call it hidden Mickey. They'll love it. Yeah. Ah, I'll put it in that. a book. Uh
3: yeah. pretty soon it's just Mickey sitting in a chair in the corner. It's like that, that's the hidden that's the hidden Mickey. <laughs> well
0: <laughs> Yeah, do you see Mickey there? It's crazy. Do
1: you see Mickey there? Or under a bed? <laughs> which does come up <laughs> later, but uh, yeah, death. but then we see Wayne heading to the giant red doors of Santa's office, which conveniently have little elf sized doggy doors and knockers in the middle. It does <laughs> very considerate of Santa.
2: They have their own individual locks on it as well. So, like, when Santa is like, I want you to stay out, I mean, honestly, they're the only ones that need to have locks, right? There's only two human sized people there, yeah. They don't need to lock the big door. They just need to lock the small door. because <laughs> yeah. like how many elves would it take to open that big door? Right. So I think I answered my own question yeah. solved. Is that in the Wikipedia? Or the <laughs> no, it's
1: not. Yeah. Uh, still, this big red door is very imposing, at least from an elves point of view. Yeah, it is. His assistant, Holly, is right outside the door typing away on a manual typewriter. <laughs>
2: yes. That's uh one of like several things that I think kids these days will not really understand. Like the big phone that they used earlier. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the handset. That's true. Yeah. Like,
1: I recently told some of my coworkers that I learned to type on a manual typewriter, and I have never felt more ancient.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, what do you mean? Like I took keyboarding class in, in yeah. uh middle school. Me too. Yeah. They called it keyboarding. I was like, yep. <laughs> keyboarding middle school? What are these things? You aliens. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> I'm ancient. It was a typewriter and it was called Junior High. That's right. <laughs> um, hey, hey, hey.
1: But if you look closely, she's typing the lyrics to jingle bells. Oh. <laughs> Super important work <laughs> on Christmas Day.
2: Still no update on Terwelp, though. <laughs> 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 That's how she winds down.
3: She just types. All ah, yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, jingle and no bells. <laughs> Italian, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Uh, Wayne apprehensively tells Holly he doesn't have an appointment and she interrupts to tell Wayne, go right in. He's been
2: expecting you. I mean, when you have someone that could literally know when you're sleeping and know when you're awake, (laughs) you have to admit He's going to know. He He knows.
1: Seth is expecting everyone at all times. Yep.
2: Though that that power will come into question in the later uh, episodes, and I'll have questions about that. (laughs) We'll get
1: there. Uh, Before he goes in, Lanny arrives to tell him he's missing the party, and the rookie's got multiple lipstick marks on his face because it's that kind of office party. (laughs) It
3: is. Hmm. Yeah, he's got the mistletoe on his hat. (laughs)
1: Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. None of my offices ever had that sort of party that I know of. Maybe they did. Maybe I was too busy, you know, going home with my wife. (laughs) Shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have done that, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Wayne tells him he'll catch up later, goes in, apologizes to Santa, and says he understands if he wants to transfer or fire him, but makes sure to stick up for Lanny and says he's a good elf. And Santa says, well, that's why I assigned him to you. And Slyly adds, don't be silly. I'm not going to bite your head off. (laughs) Call back. (laughs) Knows when you're away. (laughs) But Santa gives Wayne a gift of a snow globe of Timmy's house, a reminder of why their job is so important.
2: Well, and now we know that Lanny can check it for, because he used to work as a snow globe That's right. That's true. So it'll always work now. Yeah. See, it makes so much more sense now that we've read the Winterpedia. <laughs> it does, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yep.
3: So much more context, it helps. It's so That's many right.
2: questions.
1: Uh, but this is a magic snow globe. And when Wayne swirls around the snow, it shows Timmy riding his new bike. And Santa says, there's one more thing. And we cut to Wayne walking out of Santa's office with a stunned look on his face.
0: Well, what'd he say?
3: He offered me a promotion. Wow. Director of the nice list. Congratulations. I turned him down.
1: What? I'm more of a prep and landing guy. Some of us just thrive in the trenches.
3: And I, it's true.
1: He's not management. He's not management.
2: No. <laughs> no he would he would fail to the level of his incompetence too. You know, like, <laughs> you yeah, well, like, yep. promote him up but it would just be a disaster. Here,
1: uh, <laughs> uh and we wrap up with Lanny opening a gift from McGee who's passing on the coal-covered fruitcake.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I love that.
1: A <gasps> oh, oh, fruitcake? Oh, thanks McGee.
3: Best Christmas ever.
1: And that wraps up the first prep and landing.
3: Ooh. All right. Yeah, like like Jeff said, I love I love the like the Scrooge thing, like the grumpy guy learns Christmas magic again and he learns it from his like younger, more enthusiastic partner. Yeah. Um, th- that's just a great arc to do. And they did it so beautifully and that's flawless. Mm-hmm.
2: I don't know. I I've been I've been trying to think like outside of some of the uh, you know, maybe uh haven't aged so well uh, you know, into 2022, some of like the uh, you know, the grabbing the girl stuff that I mentioned, like that can. You can like t- time and-, and place of it, and maybe it's characterization. Um, but other than that, like uh, really a flawless story told with just wonderfully, as I mentioned before, rounded characters that are just a delight to watch. Like like every time we mention a new character, one of us would be like, I want to know more about that yeah. character. Mm-hmm. And I think that speaks volumes to how well this story is written in that every character just feels so real. And it's like, you can choose any of them and be like, "I." there's something I want to know about that. You know, it's, it's, it, it, it's a marvel of storytelling.
1: There was really a lot of care put into every little detail of this. Yeah. After
0: these messages, we'll be right back. Santa Packs are coming, Santa Packs are coming, Santa Packs are coming, Santa Packs are coming. So watch out, Santa, look around, because Santa, we're coming, so many times. New Coca-Cola Santa Packs, the only real holiday refreshment. Look for this display at your store. Holiday refreshment's we
1: So let's keep going. Let's move on to our next one. This is the Prep and Landing Stocking Stuffer, Operation Secret Santa. Uh, This one runs eight minutes. It debuted December 7th, 2010, also a Tuesday night, and also right after a Charlie Brown Christmas. Hmm.
2: So if I do the math right, we'll be talking about this one. If this is eight minutes and the other was 23 minutes, we'll talk about this one for only 45 minutes. Maybe. (laughs) Is that that right?
0: (laughs)
1: We'll stretch Uh, it. We'll stretch it out a little bit. Mm. We have a lot to say. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But this takes us back to the North Pole on December 21st at 1400 hours. That's two in the afternoon for you (laughs) non-elves. (laughs) <laughs> but Wayne and Lanny are summoned by McGee to a rather dark hallway to meet a secret contact for a, quote, "silent night operation. They're in the room below the launch bay where Santa sleigh sits before it ascends onto a platform. And they're on this elevated walkway to the sleigh in the middle of an otherwise empty dark room. The note I have written down simply reads festive cerebro. <laughs>
2: uh, <yes>.
1: absolutely <laughs> that's how he knows whether you're naughty or nice i guess
3: that's the only way i mean that's the yeah only way.
1: <laughs> that's it uh but it's not santa sitting in the sleigh it's mrs claus voiced by the mm-hmm. tragically late betty white yeah would you boys like some hot chocolate I'm not sure if it's appropriate for a secret meeting, but oh, what the heck? Anything for you prep and landing elves. Aren't you oh. the stealthy one? <laughs> yep, that's us. Oh, good, because I have an important mission for you.
3: Like, but, Just coming into here, like I get why they wanted to bring back McGee and Sarah Chalk. Um, I'm s- sad we don't see Holly, because it feels like Holly would be the ones yeah. that would lead them in there. But I get... They want to bring back McGee because McGee was a bigger part of it. Yeah.
1: Uh, Betty White's third portrayal of Mrs. Claus that's listed on IMDb anyway, third and final portrayal of Mrs. Claus. Hmm. The first was in 1996 in a special called The Story of Santa Claus, which I haven't covered yet, but I've mentioned it before because it's got Ed Asner as Santa. Oh. Uh, Betty White also played Mrs. Claus. In the flesh, in a 1998 special episode of a Canadian puppet based show called Naughty, based on a book called Naughty in Toyland. Huh.
2: I thought when you said uh, she played Mrs. Claus in the Flesh, uh, that it was like a horror movie called the Flesh. And like, I mean, look, Betty White is was super cool. Like, I would imagine that if some young director was like, "Look, I'm making, I'm making like my horror debut. It's called the Flesh. Would you mind playing uh, Mrs. Claus in it?" She'd be like, "Sure, whatever." She would. She would totally do it.
1: She. Was supposed to be in a Lifetime Christmas movie in 2019 where it sounds like her character might have been revealed at the end to be Mrs. Claus, mm. but it kept getting delayed and delayed and now she's extremely unavailable. Oh, that uh, is. Yeah really bummed out that we could have had one more Betty White Mrs. Claus. Yeah. Um, I
2: mean, there's been, there's probably been so many appearances by Betty White that we have enough of her voice sample that we could just do that. (laughs) That thing where you just like, yeah, yeah. You know, so like do it in CGI, have uh, Betty White voice it, Uh, you know, redo the face or do like. Mo cap and do face replacement with the voice, you know, Mm. like, let's just keep trotting uh, the actors we love out well past their expiration time. Sure. Because we can't give up and move on. We can't give up
3: and move on. Just weekend of Bernie's, I'm out there. Yeah.
1: Give them the (laughs) the Peter Cushing treatment. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But Mrs. Claus also has a website bio that tells us she loves to visit North Pole schools to help young elves learn how to shape the perfect cookie and tie the perfect bow.
2: It sounds like one of those things that sounds like really altruistic until you think about how like oppressive (laughs) and keeping elves in their place that really is. She's like, I'm really only about helping elves that want to keep doing elf things. (laughs) Like uh, if you want to like go up to business school. No, not so much. That's why she does it at the school level.
3: Yeah. Like she wouldn't, yeah, right. she would, she would not have tolerated Herbie's nonsense about being a dentist.
2: Oh, Absolutely she would not have been on board with that. Absolutely, she would cut funding from that toy factory <laughs> like, unless they fired
1: Herbie. Uh, well, here, Mrs. Claus takes out a small wreath-shaped device that laser projects an image of a wooden box tucked away in a secure location that she wants Lanny and Wayne to get for her. Unfortunately, that secret location is Santa's office. But as Mrs. Claus tells our heroes, Santa takes a nap every afternoon just before three. Uh, the experienced Wayne keeps a level head while processing the details of this mission. But Lanny is now very nervous.
2: Well, let me ask you one thing uh, going back just before three. She says just before three. So does she mean 3 a.m. since we know that they're on the 24 hour clock? Wouldn't she have said just before 15? Hey, Yeah so i think this is earlier in or later in the night earlier in the day yeah because they're on
3: to the 24 hour clock right maybe
1: yeah it does say 1400 hours earlier but i don't think like they said i need you on this mission and you need to go now go 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 Mm, (laughs) you have five minutes
2: before santa wakes up um i think we're unraveling this tapestry. really i mean yeah yeah (laughs) Finally, found the chink in the armor that we could just take this, <laughs> yeah. this, this. This delightful. This is it. down. <laughs> yeah. It's like a sweater. We're just pulling him. it apart right now. Yep. We got him. Yeah. We got him on that time thing.
1: Yep. Well, Lanny is now extremely nervous. And here's where I need to drop my little spoiler warning. Warning. Hi. Skip to 1 26 49 to avoid
2: Santa spoilers. Okay. Later.
1: Because I tend to feel like Lanny does every time I have to be on Tooth Fairy duty. <laughs> Pax, have you ever had to help or be the Tooth Fairy? Yes, yes, I have. Wait, what do you
2: what are you, what, what are you guys talking about? What do you mean? What do you mean you've been the Tooth Fairy? What do you mean? What do you mean you've been the Tooth Fairy, guys? Filling in when mean? the Tooth
1: Fairy can't perform her duties herself or himself. <laughs> yeah, or the rock self. Um, have you had any close calls?
3: Yeah. It's weird. Uh, my kids are weird sleepers. Like they're deep sleepers, but then they can wake up and talk suddenly. So like, yeah, I've gone in there and I've done it and I'm think I'm, I did it. I'm totally done. And I turn around and make one creak, And then all of a sudden I actually had my son sat up and looked right at me, said something like, Hey dad. And then just laid back down. Boom. <laughs> so, and
1: I did not move the whole time. I was just like, and then when he laid back down, I just frozen. Like a deer in headlights. Yep, totally. Yeah. Uh, So according to my wife, the tooth fairy leaves behind traces of fairy dust. So every dollar bill my kids have gotten in exchange for a lost tooth has glittery pink dust on it. Oh, no. (laughs) At one point, there was a stash of these, but that stash has since been paid out. So now with every lost tooth, we need to remember to stay awake and do that and go sneak it into place because the tooth fairy over all the overnight gift givers has to get the closest physically to a sleeping child.
3: Yes. Yeah. I mean, we've had it, we've had it where like <laughs> we forgot. And then it's like, do you have cash? I don't have cash. Why do you have? <laughs> so we're digging in the couch to find we're giving them a dollar in like, like nickels and dimes and pennies, <laughs> and like you write
0: them a check. Yeah,
3: I don't know. Write them a check. From the two I'm, penny. I'm digging into their piggy bank to pull out a dollar. <laughs> it's like I'll pay, oh. it I'll pay it back tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> the one time we forgot, uh, we distracted my daughter long enough for my wife to slip a glittery dollar into her drawer that she had left open anyway because my children are little slobs. <laughs> yeah. So, so we pulled it off but I absolutely feel Lanny's apprehension here ahead of this mission. Yeah, totally. I
3: mean, and you're going into the big guy's sanctum. Right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. If he gets caught, you're booted.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, put all the worry into your hat. That's what Wayne tells him. (laughs) You know, (laughs) where worrying goes.
2: What do we do? We put it in the hat. Put it in the
1: hat. So down Santa's chimney, the elves go, extinguish the fire as usual and stealthily creep across the floor. Their gingerbread phone confirms zero creature stirring. Lanny looks at the clock that very quickly goes from 2.55 to 3. Loudly wakes up Santa, who immediately puts them on the naughty list, hands Lanny a big hunk of coal, and kicks them out into the snow. Oh, and his pants fall down for some reason, because it's (laughs) all happening in Lanny's head. Lanny? Wayne? What do you think? You
3: two are going on the naughty list. You get gold. (gasps)
1: Go. He's caught in a what if daydream nightmare until Wayne snaps him out of it and tells him to focus. Yeah, they have five minutes, and indeed, I looked at the timestamp. There were exactly five minutes left.
2: Mm. Oh, nice! Wow. So what happens next happens in real time. That's right. <laughs> uh, awesome.
1: So they boot up the wreath projector recording thing from Mrs. Claus that I now realize reminds me of Leia's message to Obi Wan. Yeah, mm. it does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, But instead of seeing Mrs. Claus, we never do see her face in this. It's
2: because it's horribly scarred.
1: (laughs) Just like (laughs) Doctor Doom. (laughs) And Tiny, apparently. (laughs) Yeah. No, Mrs. Claus is more of a holly jolly nanny from Muppet Babies. Uh,
3: (laughs) Yes, that is exactly what
1: (laughs) she is. We get a visual of one of those lovely little ceramic Christmas trees that sits on Santa's shelf and is secretly a puzzle that when all the layers' most festive sides are facing out opens a chamber on Santa's desk that reveals a big red switch button that lowers the desk, sleeping Santa in his chair included, to his top secret underground workshop. So we get another awesome big red button. Yes. Mm. That tree puzzle
3: was Lanny's hat at the end of the last one. Yep. Mm. And I love the overly complicated do the tree, pop the button, push the button, then everything goes down. I love that you have to do like five steps to finally get in there. I love that.
2: (laughs) Uh. Yeah, is this the closest that the franchise gets to being like Saw? Where you have to like solve the puzzle, <laughs> Solve Maddie. the puzzle. If you want to hope to escape with the oh. You've lived your life recklessly helping children. Now it's my turn. It's, a, it's a
3: Jingle Saw. <laughs> oh, dude. <dear.
1: laughs> well, this, this underground workshop looks amazing, but in a dad's garage sort of way. Totally.
3: That's exactly what it looks like. This man cave.
2: Yeah. <laughs> The note that I took uh, as we entered into the workshop was a workshop full of Easter eggs, none of which I will research. <laughs> so, so Mike, Not a few. any, uh. any interesting Easter eggs that we see, they walk past at one point, like a dragon. They also take a lingering glance at the green jacket yes. in the glass. That was
1: the one he's got like a green father Christmas coat, which I liked.
2: Yeah, is that supposed to be the green coat from the um, Mickey's Christmas Carol? Might uh, have been the
1: ghost of Christmas present yeah. coat because oh, yeah, like yeah. that character constantly wears that green. I yeah. think Father Christmas used to wear green like that until yeah. Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola Cola. had to ruin everything.
3: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> and he keeps his suits in little glass chambers like old Batman outfits. Yeah, <laughs> yes. it is. Their own their own lighting and everything. Yep. Totally.
2: There's like a memorial case of like his sidekick <laughs> that, that the Joker oh, kills no. next to it. It's just like a bloody little <laughs>
3: It'd be like if we had a room and like oh, yeah, that's my old Batman shirt and it's hanging in its own little case. And that's <laughs> that's my old concert shirt from Van Halen84. And it's yep. laying tattered in this glass column
2: perfectly <laughs> preserved for that night yeah. <laughs> i mean i i have to say like if i ever had a jersey that i got like a my favorite ball player to actually sign yeah i might actually like hang it up and frame it like not not you know unheard of yeah but yeah to have it like full like that maybe not.
1: <laughs> i get assigned baseball from bob Feller, uh who is no longer with us but he he was a hall of Famer.
2: And so you put a little coat on it and like put it up in the stands. (laughs) No,
1: because the last time I moved into this house, like it got loose and it, it is not well-preserved. I'm bad at preserving things like that. My dad's (laughs) great. My dad has so many signed things. I can't get one signed ball and keep it in decent shape.
2: Mm. Yeah. My wife got me a little, little, uh, show and tell my wife got me a, saw a ball signed by uh, my favorite met uh, dom smith nice uh so i got this thing for it because i'm like i'm not losing it i'm not
1: I'm, <laughs> yeah i do have a ball of mike Schmidt that i preserved a lot better than the bob feller one but that was after we moved so we haven't had to move again
2: but yeah but if i got like a dom smith game worn jersey i might just like put it on a rack sure and, like, in a glass case with yeah. a single spotlight on it <laughs> every day my wife would be like are you going to take that down because we have a very small apartment We don't have the room for
1: this. Oh, Santa's got a whole backlit shelf of snow globes. He's got a big nutcracker in the back. There's a slot car racetrack on the floor. Yeah,
3: Mm -hmm. that is pretty awesome.
1: But my favorite thing is the overhead train track stringed with lights. Yep. I want one of those.
3: Yeah, I absolutely want a hanging train track.
1: Yeah. I do have a track, a small track that goes around the Christmas tree. I got that for my 40th birthday. It's not a big set, but it goes around the tree, and it's a Disney one with Mickey and his pal. So, so I love it.
3: It goes around the actual tree, not just on the bottom. It just goes around the actual tree, or is it? No, it goes around the the
1: bottom. Okay, okay. Yeah, (laughs) I know. I
3: was like, that's amazing. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) it it waves its way up and then just falls. (laughs) It falls down down. and it
1: starts again. (laughs) Well, they find the wooden box right where Mrs. Claus says it is, among what she calls a giant pile of manly clutter.
2: correct explanation
1: is either of you the proud owner of a giant pile of manly clutter
2: no my clutter is definitely not manly
1: yeah (laughs) yeah i don't know if i'd call my piles of clutter manly it's mostly just stuff i didn't feel like finding a place for yet yeah
2: yeah Uh, i agree i mean like within view i have a stack of like uh star trek comics dungeons and dragons books and uh, a couple of models from American Chopper, <laughs> one of which has been signed by uh, <laughs> the, the the crew. Nice. But yeah, I don't think I like. I I mean, a motorcycle is probably as close as I get to manly clutter. <laughs> but, yeah. So no. yeah. And then like Gundams galore around here. <laughs> yeah. So no.
1: The box is right in the center of this particular pile, which is made up of other bigger boxes. So to retrieve it, the elves have to do a maneuver called the old gift exchange in which they swing back and forth. One of them grabs the wooden box and the other replaces it with a different box of equal or similar size. And it works perfectly. Uh, It works perfectly.
2: It's like the second uh, time they've done the um, Raiders of the Lost Ark switch. They yeah oh with, yeah uh, yes that's true uh
1: yeah. but like the raiders of the lost ark switch it pushes one of the other boxes in the corner just enough to push a button on the wall which happens to be the on switch for the train set and the train hits wayne and he's knocked out and onto the back of it
2: and he dies <laughs> and, and that's he the died. end Credits. The series. can you believe it <laughs> <kids>?
1: the end <laughs> So now Lanny has to run after the train along the ceiling. (laughs) (laughs) Lanny's
3: fireman carrying the body of Wayne.
1: (laughs) Uh, The box is in the front of the train getting pushed by it and in danger of falling right on Santa as it passes. So... Wayne does come to and now he has to dive after it, followed by Lanny swinging behind to catch Wayne and the box just inches above their sleeping boss Mm -hmm. to the point where his beard is tousled in a tiny bit of wind.
2: Yep, Yep. Nice little animation touch there. Yeah,
1: Yeah, when like Wayne goes off,
3: like I kept thinking he's point breaking it like he's just free falling. (laughs) No idea how he's going to get out of it. Nope. He's just going and he's going to stop it. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, he could he
1: could go directly into Santa's face. <laughs> he could just like, well, I had a good run. <laughs> like I know, I tried. <laughs> Santa's still asleep though, and there's only 15 <laughs> seconds left. So Wayne pushes the button on the desk. They rise back through the floor above, just before the clock strikes three. Wayne throws some kind of snowflake ninja star at the second hand of the clock to knock it back a few seconds to buy them time. That's what this holiday really needs. Snowflake shaped ninja stars.
2: Totally. (laughs) Totally. Yeah, it didn't seem out of place.
1: No,
3: absolutely not. Well they, they have the ones the the snowflake saws that oh, yeah. they use right. so it makes sense that you just take one off and go, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, nice. Oh that 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 makes it so much more acceptable, yeah. actually. Yeah. I was I was gonna just play it off and be like, okay, I know they didn't really introduce this in the beginning, uh, you know, but yeah, the series has. So again, a flawless <laughs> series so far. Thank you for answering mm-hmm. that question, yeah.
1: uh, and they're out of there in time. And we cut back to Mrs. Claus in the sleigh in Festive Cerebro. Uh, who who opens the wooden box and reveals a small wooden tinker toy wheel to what we learn as we cut to Christmas morning is from the first toy Santa ever made. It's a cute little wooden ducky on wheels.
2: Merry Christmas, sweetheart. Oh my,
0: is this what I think it is?
2: The first toy I ever made. Thank you. So what happened? Why did it get... Broken up? Is it an item of immeasurable power that needs to be separated lest the world is at stake?
3: <laughs> and Mrs. Claus just messed up by putting it all together. Now. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> Finally, the last piece. Now world domination is mine. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh my blip! Like I, I like. How do you think it broke? What 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 happened? What's the backstory there?
1: No backstory that I can find. Maybe it just came undone and got lost for a while, and Mrs. Claus happened to find the
2: wheel.
3: Mm, yeah. Or, or like, Santa finished it, and he was like, this is terrible.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Could be. It was the first toy he ever it made. Was. And like, it yeah. was.
1: yeah. <laughs> uh And to that end, Santa is very moved. It's a really short but touching scene. We don't often see Santa receiving a gift, so this is really mm, nice. Yep.
3: Yeah and we we were talking about i mean you were you were about to mention that they hadn't introduced these snowflake ninja stars but as they leave his office uh wayne throws like an incendiary christmas ornament that lights uh, the fire which i we hadn't I, had we seen that before that did,
2: no we we have because when oh, they have do we? the when they showed us the first one when they go back, they back up they drop and showed the, it and it goes they did yeah. it
1: okay all right yeah leave the fire unattended overnight <laughs> yeah yeah exactly that's a yeah. great
2: <laughs> idea that's smart
1: stop doing
2: that tv <laughs> <laughs> Fire is completely safe. It could <laughs> That's be left right. unattended for hours. <laughs> for hours.
3: Especially magical fire.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's why
1: it's magical fire.
2: <laughs> right. There's
1: about a dozen or so elves watching as Santa opens the gift, including a couple of coal elves, one of whom we'll meet in a bit. He makes a cameo here that we didn't even know was a cameo. Uh, but Lanny congratulates Wayne on a mission accomplished. But McGee's a bit disappointed because she had told Wayne earlier if anything happens to you, I call Dibs in your snowmobile. Mission accomplished, partner. I really
0: wanted that snowmobile.
1: But nope, they got out all right. And that's it for Operation Secret Santa. Woohoo. Short and sweet. Yeah. Yep. In, in the best way possible, though. In the best way yes. possible. Yes. Mm -hmm. This is the sort of thing you'd see them throw onto Disney Plus now, and I hope they do. I Mm. hope we get a return to this series like they're doing maybe just a really short five-minute deal. It's like what Mm -hmm. they did with i am Groot and baymax recently yeah. right
3: and they did with uh what was the thing from toy story the fork guy spork mm. forky mm-hmm. asks a question yeah. <laughs> oh
1: my kids love forky asks a question yeah
3: i know like mine did too but like that's totally you could totally make stuff like that
1: for prep and you could yeah
0: after these messages we'll be right back <whistles> long as you love me so, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Nothing melts away the cold like a delicious hot bowl of Campbell's soup. Let it snow,
1: let it snow. Until then, the most recent edition we have is our last entry: Prep and Landing Naughty versus Nice, which premiered on a Monday night, December 5th, 2011. But once again, right after a Charlie Brown Christmas, mm. which means we're in hattrick trick Town. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, was we born in a hat Town, raised on the war ago. Nice. Happy trails, classic film jerks. Uh,
2: <laughs> yeah, what does it say about me, the way you said hat-trick town? <laughs> the, the, the song did leap into my head that they play for that. Boy, they really have me trained. Totally. Well,
1: well, and it's elves, so we really are in hat town, and it's soon to be helmet town. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. The opening is very similar to the first, but this time it's to the tune of Bing Crosby and the Andrew Singer singing Santa now, Claus is Coming to know, Town. And instead of Timmy's small suburban street where no one decorates, we open on a big snowy cityscape that is not identifiably New York, but you know.
2: (laughs) Big city USA where business happens. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: The top of this city's tallest building has lights shaped like a Christmas tree hanging down from its spire. I wonder why the Empire State Building hasn't done that. Mm. It looks neat. It's a great idea. It's it's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think, uh, you know, at the end, we return to that, and I just think it just looks so great. It Uh, does. And I would love to see that on an actual, like, side of a building. Right. And I would love to also scale it and jump from one (laughs) to the next. (laughs) That's
1: right. Maybe New York's like, there's only one tree in this city that matters. (laughs) And Hawkeye broke it. (laughs) And we zoom in on a nicely and simply decorated brownstone where, again, the fireplace is extinguished. But not by prep and landing. It's the Coal Elf Brigade. So I have
2: a question about this. Uh, Yeah. So, like, this is kind of like ties into my question about Santa being all seeing and all knowing. So, what's the timeline like here? The Coal Elves, are they sent in first? Have has Santa already judged this person to be on the naughty list?
1: It sounds like
2: it. And then they send the coal elves in or are they going in because they're inspecting and they're also like writing things down. It seems like they're taking notes and then leaving coal immediately upon judging the house uh, coal worthy. So where does Santa enter into, into all of this? Like,
1: I don't know if he does anymore. Maybe he used to, but now his elves kind of, have things under control. So I don't know where Santa comes into it. The machine is taken over at this point. Uh, That's right. But you're right. He like,
3: you think he would, maybe he judged them naughty. And then the coal elf brigade shows up and only confirms the judgment. Mm. (laughs) That's what I thought. (laughs) Okay.
1: But have you ever known anyone who has ever gotten coal on Christmas?
2: Only as a gag. Yeah.
1: Other other than a gag. Kind yeah. Of right. Yeah. I believe I remember my mom told me or my grandmother telling me one of my uncles got coal one year, but that's it. That's Same. all I've got.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Secondhand stories from thirdhand relatives. Right. Yeah. They don't, they don't count. They're not real.
1: <laughs> I don't think kids get threatened much with the possibility of getting coal if they're naughty much anymore, especially since the resurgence of things like Krampus. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. I thought you were gonna say, like, especially with the resurgence of things like coal fire uh
1: okay, for
3: pizza. Kids love receiving coal now.
2: Like it's not it's not a punishment.
3: Coal is chic again. That's right. <laughs> it's chic again,
2: shabby chic. Clean coal. Um, so I think your supposition that Santa is not using his uh all seeing power has to be the solution for this. And and he has now put his reliance so much into the machine uh that he no longer sees the flaw in the machine's system uh otherwise this story can't work right we we have to imagine that he cannot see you when you're sleeping or maybe he's choosing not to anymore uh, i mean it's been over hundreds of years maybe he's just sick of peeping on everybody yeah. all the time i'm tired of being a creeper a,
3: i'm tired of being a yeah creeper. <laughs> where there's a computer
2: that can do it for him and it's like fine it may be wrong one or two times every year but you know acceptable losses this power is a curse
3: yeah, collateral damage. <laughs> is the uh is one of the Colel's Nancy? It sure looks like it. I think so too. Like it doesn't confirm me way, but I in my head that's Nancy.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Nancy takes out a dusty old Nokia phone looking device called a fruitcake conduct calculator.
3: The <laughs> the complicated naming. I love that. <laughs>
1: yeah. They just call it the fruitcake. It's it's their answer to a BlackBerry it looks like uh, and we see their headlamps shine on various signs that we're in a naughty kid's house like there are crayon drawings on the wall and a broken lamp that's just left on the floor on Christmas Eve. <laughs> So did these
3: just happen? Like, like Yeah, what? I don't know.
1: There's a less than stellar report card that the kid's parents still hung on the fridge. <laughs> on the fridge.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Celebrate mediocrity. As the right. shame right. fridge. You look at this every time shame you go for milk. Fridge. That's right. Yeah. The bottom, the bottom door is shame and the top is <laughs> success.
1: <laughs> the coal elf sends a ping back to headquarters to confirm the naughty kid. One guy at a computer checks it. Another guy behind him seconds so he can be marked as checked twice. So they send the okay back to the coal elves whose conduct calculators double as a festive label maker. And now Mm -hmm. I need my phone to do that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was pretty cool. It prints try harder next year on a red ribbon. They gift wrap the lump of coal and hope that rehabilitates the kid.
3: They do a pretty sweet wrist Tie mm-hmm. on that ribbon, yeah. which makes me think of what you were saying on the website about Miss Claus going to teach elves how to tie bows and ribbons. Oh, that's mm. it. Yeah, that's how. That's where that came from. He's a like, product see?
2: of the Miss Claus <laughs> School of Elfing. That's yes. right. right.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh. Part <laughs> of the machine, man.
1: But just as the coal elves are ready to head back up the chimney, the aforementioned naughty kid sneaks up behind them, wearing what looks like. It was inspired by Boba Fett's mask, but Disney didn't buy Star Wars yet, so mm-hmm. it's not Boba Fett's mask.
2: Yeah, it's like Boba Vader halfway yeah, between looked, both.
1: Right. Like, That's what I was thinking, yeah. too. Yeah, But Disney doesn't own Star Wars yet in 2011, so it's it's public domain Boba Fett. <laughs> uh, so. Silly strings the elves and six, a robot dog on them.
2: Mm, yeah. Very smart. Very yes. smart idea. Yeah.
1: Cause you can't put a robot to sleep with fairy dust. That's
2: right. Yeah. Yeah. To just rip its battery. Out.
3: So did she know elves use sleeping ornaments mm. against dogs?
1: Yeah. How much reconnaissance has that's research. Mm. This kid did yeah. research more research than I did. They are on the dark web. (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) (laughs) That's why she's naughty.
2: She's listening to some podcasts where, like, (laughs) Joe Rogan is like, I
3: I met an elf the other night.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Told me the secrets. (laughs) Still, the coal elves escape up the chimney just barely and without their fruitcake, which the robot dog has retrieved for its mysterious master. But then we cut next year On December 22nd, with McGee on the phone with, I guess, is the North Pole's IT guy? (laughs) Yeah. His name is Mr. Thistleton, and he is voiced by Sarah Chalk's future cartoon husband, Chris Parnell.
3: Okay, Mr. Thistleton, come on. T-minus three days. Give me some good news, baby.
1: Happy to
2: oblige, baby. I mean, McGee. Of course. Why did I say that?
1: (laughs) Naughty and
3: nice
2: list servers are online, protective firewalls are in place, and we are processing behavioral data from around the world as we speak. Oh, right. Oh, I didn't even make that.
1: I did only because of the way they talk to each other. This is a couple of years before Rick and Morty, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I thought at first, I'm like, wait, did they do this on purpose? No, this is before. (laughs) This is before,
2: yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe they knew. (laughs) They knew.
1: Mr. Thistleton is on the Prep and Landing website where we learn he's the youngest ever graduate of the Mistletoe Institute of Technology.
0: Hmm. (laughs)
3: <laughs> I de- how did I know they were going to do MIT? Wow.
1: Yep. Uh, and his first that. great intervention to the North Pole's tech was the Winternet. <laughs> well done. Which the human world stole and dropped the W. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well played. This, this guy needs a raise. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so Thistleton is giving McGee a status report on all their systems. Everything seems to be in working order. They've got a record number of nice children this year. We see a cameo of Timmy Terwelp on the monitor showing Santa's giving him a football for Christmas this year. Mm. Bit of a downgrade from a bike, but it's all right.
2: Well, you need to choose something that has no IP associated with it. (laughs) (laughs) it, It's like how in every movie is whenever it's Halloween, it's always like generic witch robot (laughs) man. Yeah. Well,
3: I wonder, I wondered this. So like it gives him a football, which seems kind of, kind of generic, but There's also another Easter egg to a Christmas story, Mm -hmm. which he wanted, which the Santa tried to give him a football. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, good call. So I was wondering if that's what it was, what it was calling Mm -hmm. to about the football with just, you're right. A, it's generic, but also it's kind of a callback to the Christmas story.
2: Yeah. Footballs are very Christmassy. Very super Christmassy.
1: But as another elf is processing more kids on the nice list, a red image of our helmeted naughty kid appears on her monitor. Because that's what happens when you're hacked. That's right. <laughs> the lights go out in the workshop and all the machinery stops for a brief second before turning back on again. And it looks to most like a brief hiccup, but Thistleton recognizes there's a real threat here and some kid is being very naughty. Hmm. Someone is being very naughty
3: was 2011 the the peak year for segways is that why that's in here was that around the segway year might have been might
1: have been a few years before but i mean
3: i was wondering because i was watching it this time it's like there's that's a very specific decision to have to be on the
1: segway that's i'm thinking about it because i think they that's when uh The theme park tours on Segway were really big when I was still going to Disney. (laughs)
2: Hmm. That's right. Well, the uh, Inception uh, for the company was 2001. Wow. Uh, Let's look at the product. Self-balancing scooter. Um, There's not a lot of good information here.
1: Yeah. It seems to be right around that time. So it makes sense here that Thistleton's riding one.
2: Well, I mean, it's definitely at, around the time where uh, there are a lot of um, easy indicators that someone is a geek and, and that there's a lot of like tech-centric geek language coming into. So it's kind of just like shorthand for this guy's a geek. You put him on a segue in the same way that uh, the little kid's uh, screen name is Smell 1337 yeah. Yes. I, I don't know how well everyone remembers that in 2011 we all thought leet speak was the coolest. <laughs> leet uh, speak, like, one three three seven. I'm leet, L E.
1: The leetest um, of all the jingle smells. Yeah, That's right.
2: So I, I just think they were just like grasping at all of that, like True. internet-y stuff that everyone was bandying about, like the the beginning of memes being thrown around and and segues and stuff. So, just, yeah. Uh, Yeah, kind of. No, that makes sense.
1: Yeah. And then we cut to Wayne going car shopping, or should I say snowmobile shopping? And he's very interested in a shiny green model made by Natale, (laughs) which is the Italian word for Christmas, (laughs) uh, written here in the Ferrari logo font. I enjoyed Mm -hmm. that reference. Yeah, that was nice. nice.
3: And he wants him to take out the passenger
0: seat? I love that. <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> yeah, he yes, asked that when Lanny stops in.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Hands full of wrapped gifts and invites Wayne to come trim the tree with him and his family. Wayne declines as politely as Wayne knows how.
2: I'm heading home to trim the tree with my family. You wanna come? Uh
1: thanks, Lanny. But this new Natalie is all the family I need. It's a turbo. Hey, you think you can take out the passenger seat?
3: <laughs>
2: totally. <laughs>
1: But all of a sudden, Lanny's gingerbread phone starts blinking code red, cranberry red. Mm -hmm.
2: Do you think there are other code reds, like other color reds? Or, (laughs) yeah, why would you have like a code red, but then subdivide that into other (laughs) reds? You know, you'd think you'd have like a code yellow, orange, and then red. Right. I mean, I guess, like, you know, at some point, something does get worse than your the highest level you need that like this knob goes to 11 type of thing so <laughs> cranberry right.
1: red is the 11 of the uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> well is cranberry red the 11 is it the 12 or is it the 10 is there something higher than cranberry i mean he makes it seem yeah, like there's nothing know. higher than cranberry red it right. seems like cranberry's the highest
1: it player. does because wayne rushes out of there he tells the snowmobile salesman not to sell the natali till he gets back and we cut to Wayne and Lanny with McGee on a Skyway-style gondola shaped like an ornament, which looks awesome.
2: So cool. It does. It really does look
1: awesome. Yeah. Uh, she's got Thistleton on the line via Star Wars hologram projector phone. When's that coming? I don't want FaceTime. When are we going to make <laughs> that a thing?
3: 3D hologram calling. Yeah. Yes,
1: we
2: need it now. Disney. Right. <laughs> yes, Disney. Appeal to <laughs> Disney for it. <laughs> okay. There we go. It's on the way. And they, they have the funds. Yeah.
1: Here's, <laughs> so Thistleson briefs them on Jingle Smell 1337. And Wayne being Wayne assumes the big guy wants him and Lanny to retrieve the stolen fruitcake. And yes, but with help from what McGee calls a naughty kid field expert and then pieces out before Wayne realizes she's dropped them off in the coal district. Mm-hmm. And do I detect classism among the elves in a Disney Christmas short? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's real Star Warsy, like everyone from the planet does the same thing, or, you know, uh, it's like, oh, all everyone who looks like Greedo, they are all smugglers type of thing <laughs> where it's like, well, if you're a coal elf, you're going to live, you want to live like this. You love the dirt. You love being covered in dirt. Covered in coal dust. Yeah.
3: You, you love it. Yeah.
2: yeah, And I mean, I he guess does. maybe because it, it has to be some kind of choice because you know, uh, Wayne and his brother were raised in the same house and and one wasn't a coal elf and one was. So maybe it is, maybe it is a choice. Maybe it's like being goth where you're like, Hey, you know, I, I grew up in, in a suburban house, but I'm going to, I'm going to worry about death all the time and, 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 and paint my face white and we're all black. So yeah. maybe it is a choice. The coal yeah.
1: elves want to hang out here. Yeah. Yeah. At yeah. Christmas carols, a Christmas. dive bar in the coal district. Featuring elves playing pool with lumps of coal.
2: <laughs> it's such a dumb, it's such a dumb visual gag, but I love it. It's it is so hilarious. It's <laughs> <Just>
1: hilarious. Because <laughs> that's the first thing they cut to is just this lump of coal on a table. And then we realized, oh, they're playing pool with it. That's adorable. <laughs> then we show pickaxe throwing. Yep. They have a mechanical reindeer buck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and a jukebox playing "Naughty Naughty Children" by Grace Potter and the Nocturnals. Naughty, naughty
0: start acting the
1: oh. Written and recorded for this special.
2: Oh, wow. Oh, okay. I didn't remember.
1: Christmas Carol is the big burly lass behind the bar. Makes a shine to landing. That's right. <laughs> The Prep and Landing website tells us not much is known about Carol. Some elves say she arrived at the North Pole after fleeing her distant homeland due to a doomed romance. Whoa! That's the most information we get about Christmas Carol.
2: <laughs> this dude writing this Winterpedia is insane. Oh. I mean, either they're the, the most creative person, or they—they like literally are they're insane. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they really believe what they're writing. <laughs>
1: they do. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll move on to the next one because he's 15 minutes late, but in with a jingle bam. Jingle bam! Mm. <laughs> Rides our mystery field expert. It's Wayne's little brother, Noel. <laughs> How's everybody doing? Noel? And Noel's website bio says he's fond of his jingle gel hair cream. <laughs> which keeps his magnificent head of hair lustrous and luscious uh, and holds the record for Carol's mechanical reindeer at nine hours, (laughs) 16 minutes and 43 seconds. Wow. (laughs) All right, Noel. Oh, no. (laughs) Noel is voiced by Rob Riggle as himself. (laughs) Totally playing himself. This is the character
3: I thought... The first couple of times I watched it, it was Bill Paxton. Mm. Playing it. This, <laughs> mm-hmm. Like literally I was like, this is Bill Paxton. I didn't even look it up. That's how confident yeah. I was with Bill Paxton until finally I was like, wait, wait, that doesn't sound right. And I looked uh, it up and am like, oh, and then it makes so much sense.
1: It, Rob Riggle. Yeah. He is channeling his inner Chet. <laughs>
3: <laughs> totally. Yes.
1: Uh- Wayne, of course, is distraught to have to discover their field expert as his younger, tougher, and louder brother, and even more distraught that Noel just drove into the bar in the Natalie turbo mm-hmm. snowmobile Wayne wanted to buy, yep, yeah. it's a turbo, yeah, it's a turbo it's a turbo <laughs> it turned on the old Noel charm. <laughs>
3: And like for for like such a big burly elf, Carol seems pretty benign, you know, it's just like sorry about the mess. It's just like Eh. whatever. whatever.
1: Yep. Not the worst she's seen. Mm -mm. Yeah. She knows Noel, so it's probably not the worst you're right. (laughs) Yep. Well, we cut to Wayne, Lanny, and Noel meeting up with their transportation, and since it's a top-secret mission, we get to see Thrasher again. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Who's apparently old buddies with Noel who's brought (laughs) him some candy canes. (laughs) Hey, Bambi! Oh, brother. I told you if I ever saw you again, I'd put your head on my wall.
2: You hairy tub of cookie dough. Give me one good reason why I shouldn't destroy you. <laughs> Thanks, Noel. You're the best. The classic, you know. I I hate you, and never wanted to see you again. Yelled so and so, come here, hug, hug, hug. Like <laughs> yep.
3: you're just the best, just- Noel. Oh, so <laughs> yeah. great. Well, I love that because they set him up to be this super badass in the last one. Yes. And so then you see him just be all good friends with no like. So I, I like how they set him up and knock him down like that because they do yes. the same thing. Like with the beginning of the last one, you see the regular elves come in and this one, it's the same thing. But then all of a sudden it's the coal elves. So it's yes. like they totally mis- misdirect your expectations.
1: Mm-hmm. They're doing a great job with misdirections yep. here. <laughs> So they're airborne in Thrasher's little ornament pod, and while Wayne is trying desperately to ignore Noel by reading a snowmobile magazine called Cool Treads, <laughs> Noel <laughs> proceeds to tell his new pal Tree Skirt the story of Wayne's first partner, himself, as kids together, and we flash back to young Wayne, not to be confused with Little Wayne. Uh, and littler <laughs> Noll as kids pretending to be Captain Avalanche and Snowball. Why, well, we used to battle all the enemies of the North Pole, like Professor Permafrost and his army of evil nutcrackers. Tenzel. And they've got a poster of their heroes who look like elvish Batman and Robin. Yes, they do. <laughs> so I looked to see if there was a specific cover this was paying homage mm. to. The closest I could find was Detective Comics number 164, Untold Tales of the Bat Signal. It, the two of them are kind of running in that same position, but that's as close as I could find.
2: Hmm. How did you even get that close?
1: <laughs> oh, <really? laughs>
3: I, I'm impressed you got that far. Right I there. just look,
1: I think I just Googled Batman and Robin old cover or something like that and that came up or i think like batman robin running cover something. boy the
2: algorithm just knows what you want these days
1: <laughs> it, 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 it's used to me uh also noel's little red snowsuit and oversized scarf makes him look a lot like randy from a christmas mm. story
2: yeah
1: oh yeah he does
2: Yep. Making that possibly the third uh, reference in this. Possibly. Oh, nice.
1: Yeah, it, that definitely looks intentional, especially with the fence backdrop. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I like that this flashback looks like grainy old home video.
3: <laughs> yeah, it does.
2: Yeah, the application to the flashback and then to the cartoon that they watch about the sleigh. Like, yeah, just two excellent. Modifications of the style and Mm -hmm. use of different animation techniques within within the show. Um, I and again, uh, one of those things where it's like, you know, Disney didn't have to put this kind of effort into the third installment in this series. Like, they didn't have to increase. Like, look at the look at the Planet of the Apes movies, where like each (laughs) one got less and less budget because it's like, well, you're gonna go see it, yeah, because you loved the first one, (laughs) right? Like, they just they ramp up all the. Um, the, the plussing to everything that they do, the detail on everything. Like, uh, again, the series is, is way better than it has any right to be. <laughs> it's it, like, like, like Disney did not need to throw this kind of money, uh, and time, uh, into this and it's just great. It pays off every way. And
1: I'm so glad they did. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And as Noel remembers the good times they had as kids, so does Wayne for a second until Noel brings up the time they missed out on getting that last Captain Avalanche limited edition super sled toy. (laughs) And who bought the last one? It was that Peterson kid. That Peterson kid. Oh, I (laughs) just got that. (laughs) Now I really don't like this guy we never meet. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Wow. Uh, But Noel fondly remembers my brother cried like a big baby.
3: He's not a baby. He has a pension.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So now as we arrive over the drop zone, we start to see a little more closely what Wayne's issue is as Noel shows off his much bigger sparkle gun and jumps out of the pod without a parachute.
3: <laughs> well, I love when when Wayne asks Thrasher, "Is like if are we over the jump zone?" He's like, "You don't
1: tell me, I tell you.
3: <laughs> We're over the drop zone, Noel.
1: <laughs> go, go save Christmas, buddy." <laughs> Wayne tries to also jump out the pod with the, no parachute, <laughs> misses the roof entirely. <laughs> Noel lands perfectly onto the snowy roof, and Lanny slowly and safely parachutes down <laughs> after them.
2: Correct me if I'm wrong, but there's a sound of Wayne hitting a uh, garbage can, yeah. and then yeah. is there a cat meow as well? There might have been. And wrong. Oh, no. I mean, if if it isn't, it's implied. It's, <laughs> it's, it's there in spirit. That's like, that that like right. <laughs> Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, So down the chimney they go. Wayne tries to be the stealth expert and picks up an ornament off the floor, but it's rigged up to a long piece of tinsel that turns on an iPod speaker deck that loudly plays a cover of I'm getting nothing for Christmas. I looked it up. It's by the plain white tees.
0: Oh,
3: okay.
1: I thought
3: they sounded familiar.
2: Yeah, they sound like uh, Nerf Herder. Is that who why? Th- yeah, they kind of do. They sound yeah, like yeah. They do. honestly. You know how like you never looked up that it was Rob Riggle because you were so sure. I was yeah. like, oh wow, Nerf Herder's got a job. <laughs> like no, this might as
1: well be. Especially now, if you've heard of any of Perry Grip's like current stuff that he he writes songs for kids now, mm-hmm. yeah. like it's raining tacos. That my kids love, oh, like this, yeah. would, this would fit right into there. So it does sound like Nerf Herder. Right. Totally. And, and
2: because I knew that he wrote songs for kids, I was like, oh, it makes total sense. Like, yeah. It, but,
1: well, all right. I think he's written songs for kids
2: for Disney in the past. <laughs> so, wow, well, they just didn't want him uh, for this one. I guess. No, they got <laughs> the plain white tees. Uh, uh, but at this moment, also, uh, is when the term. Kill zone is kill zone. Yes. A children's <laughs> show. <laughs> oh,
3: Andy, and, and Noel tells Landy "You're probably gonna die. <laughs> yeah, Again, one of us one
2: might of die. One of us isn't gonna get out of here. Probably, probably gonna, gonna be, be you." you. <laughs> 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 and then Kill Zone, and he says, "Serpentine, <laughs> serpentine, serpentine." <laughs> Love it. Uh, not many kids' shows have the guts to put a kill zone into. It. Nope. Nope. Pulling out
1: all stops and Jingle Mm. Smell 1337 is up and at them controlling a whole Home Alone style set of traps from their laptop and what looks like a cheap PlayStation controller that they sell at the mall. (laughs) Yeah, it does look like that. Uh, the remote controlled traps include a fuzzy pink talking bunny tall. That is clearly supposed to look and sound like tickle me Elmo. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Oh, totally. Yes. Yes. Uh, Until it gets its heart ripped out.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, first it delivers a mean dropkick to Wayne. Yes. Yeah. Then he, then Noel rips its heart out. <laughs> heart
2: out. And it like, and then it screams a primal scream. It oh. doesn't, it say like, uh, Bunny loves you. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that like yeah. how it goes out? Dude? Something like, like that.
0: Something like
1: that.
0: Holy
3: crap. <laughs> Grim. Bring it. <laughs> uh,
1: meanwhile, Lanny nervously heads into Jingle Smell's room to go after the fruitcake, goes to hit the masked figure sitting at the computer with sparkle ornament, but it's a decoy. <laughs> And the sleeping dust explodes in Lanny's face. He drowsily looks up at his attacker, Jingle Smell, who turns out to be a naughty little girl in Disney princess jammies named Grace Goodwin.
2: So, your friends? They're never going to get into my fortress,
1: Santa's helper. Jingle Smell? The name's Goodwin.
2: Grace Goodwin. Now give me the password so I can access the database.
1: She is voiced by Emily Allen Lind, who earlier that year in 2011 was in the Leonardo DiCaprio movie, *J. Edgar as Shirley Temple. Oh, huh. wow. OK. Uh, she was later on the show Revenge in flashbacks as the younger version of Emily Van Camp's character. And she's currently on the Gossip Girl reboot. Oh. Hmm. I didn't know that.
2: Neither Grace did I. Goodwin made it hmm. made it made it good. First. She um, did made,
1: made it good. She got a good win. <laughs> yep, uh, Grace tapes Lanny to the wall with several dozen to and from stickers.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. so great.
1: <laughs> also tapes her door shut. But little does she know, Wayne and Noel have snuck through the air ducts diehard style. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Grace reveals she's trying to hack into Santa's database to take her name off the naughty list because according to her, she's not the naughty one. It's her baby brother, Gabriel, who's asleep in the next room.
2: Yeah, again leading credence to the my my new theory that uh Santa has just given up his ability to be all-seeing and all-knowing mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, because surely Santa would know about a sibling in a house. He would. No. Right? He's like, outsourced
1: yeah. that job. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. they say AI is only as smart as the people that program it. And so yep. I guess I mean, yeah. programmed by dumb old elves. That's what dumb you Dumb old elves. They don't uh, uh, an AI that doesn't know about siblings.
1: Yeah, yeah. she claims her little brother Gabriel ripped apart her favorite stuffed animal. And then when they went to the mall to ask Santa for a new one, baby Gabe just kept crying and they had to leave before she could even sit down on his lap. And during this flashback, there's a blink and you missed it cameo of the next kid in line. It's little computer animated Ralphie Parker Mm -hmm. and the little
3: kid in the aviator hat. Yeah, with the ear flap and the goggles
2: (laughs) behind him. Yeah. Yep. And the Ralphie kind of gives like a side eye, like, like this <laughs> creep. Like, like this creep. that kid. Yeah. Yep. It's great. So that's three. That's all three that I've noticed. So that far. Yeah.
1: That's all I, I got, too. Uh, yep. This mall, Santa, is a lot more mellow than the one Ralphie usually yeah, sees. Cool, right?
2: <laughs> that's true.
3: Tried a different mall this time. That's right. <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: so that's why she says she needs the password. And a still-dazed Lanny tells her, maybe you need to say the magic word. And sure enough, the very insecure password to Santa's naughty mm-hmm. and nice database for the entire world is please. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. No lead speak there. Just- no.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like, no password requirements. No, like, no, required letters. No special cards, characters. cards. No. Nothing. Such bad cybersecurity.
1: Yeah, because naughty, but well... To Grace's point, naughty kids never say please. Mm. Well, maybe if they've never seen Jurassic Park...
3: That's true. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> so
2: you're saying that uh, Nedry uh, programmed the cybersecurity for the North Pole? <laughs> Could have been.
3: I <laughs> uh, would have been amazing. That would have been amazing if popped up the head from the Segway guys. Like.
2: Uh, uh, uh.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Nedry is like putting elf embryos into a Marsol yes. can.
1: <laughs> I want an elf Wayne Knight now. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> totally. I was just going to say,
3: it's interesting that Lanny doesn't get fully knocked out by the sleeping ornament. Mm. Like, it kind of just makes him drunk.
1: No, just gets him loopy.
3: Yeah. Yeah, just makes him kind of drunk. I always thought that was kind of interesting.
1: Or maybe because we cut to commercial when it first hits him, and then the next thing we see when we come back is he's taped to the wall. Yeah. So maybe he yeah. did for a bit, and then he's coming, too.
2: Different metabolisms, you know. uh, Yeah, he's a skinny dude. You know, a tranquilizer that'll knock a horse out just gives you a fine trip for a couple hours as a human. (laughs) I don't know that for true. I don't know that for sure. I heard heard stories in college (laughs) about that. Kids don't take horse tranquilizers.
1: Just gives Lanny the munchies. Yeah, That's right. (laughs) Uh, Meanwhile, Noel has gone in and is now hiding under the bed amidst some familiar-looking stuffed animals, including Mickey Mouse. And I also saw Nessie from another 2011 Disney short, "The Ballad of Nessie." Are you familiar with that? Is that the dragon? Uh, That's the dragon. It's the Loch Ness monster.
2: Okay, so what year was that? Did you say
1: 2011? Same year. It's on Disney Plus. Mm. It's called "The Ballad of Nessie." It's traditionally oh, animated. Yeah. Uh, it was. Uh, it was in theaters in front of the Winnie the Pooh movie. Yeah.
2: Cause that dragon or Nessie is the same outline that I thought I saw in the workshop that I oh,
1: s- could have been. Cause this is the same uh, team doing this. Right. So maybe they're doing a Pixar thing like that. Right. Uh, and
2: because it was like an outline, I wonder if it was like, Oh, we're working on this thing. Let's put it in there as yeah. like a, a silhouette. Sure. Okay. Interesting. Huh.
1: Yeah. The ballad of Nessie. It's a story about the Loch Ness monster narrated by Billy Connolly. Oh, wow. Yeah, It's cute. So Grace gets in, changes her status to nice and starts to celebrate while Noel's about to sneak up and sleep dust her. But a jealous Wayne grabs his big brother's big sparkle gun thing, saying it's his mission. And that blows their cover. And he gets
3: blown back into her makeup thing or the glitter. Yeah, yeah. Crafty thing. <laughs> so now
1: Grace and Noel have this tug of war struggle with the fruitcake phone, which they inadvertently sent flying out the window. It goes far. I mean, it does. It goes yeah. into the road.
2: Yeah. I don't know how the physics work, but yeah. boy, they really got some air on that. Maybe it's very aerodynamic when you throw Could it be. like a frisbee. Yeah. Very yeah. light. Well, it's it like it, it's
1: it's elf sized for their hands. So mm-hmm. it's lighter. Yeah. But yeah. Noel goes out and gets it, immediately calls McGee to report mission accomplished. And she mentioned, hey, you'll probably get elf of the year for this before hanging up to take another call. We haven't mentioned Elf of the Year yet, but it's come up a couple of times because <laughs> Wayne that, has been you know. so sure it's going to be him, <laughs> as Wayne does. Hey, you know, uh, that, that's going to be me. Yeah. What's that? The uh, Elf of the Year.
2: Hey, aren't you that
1: preps-a-landing guy, uh, Dwayne, is it? It's Wayne.
2: Uh, preps and landings? Preps-a-landing.
1: It's Duane. <laughs> Dwayne. 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 from the
2: preps-a-landing. Yes.
1: Nobody old, listens to me. No, the old man at <laughs> the bar. We missed the old man at the bar. He doesn't have a profile on the website. Oh, he should, should have. have, have a on the I mean, he
2: should have the longest of them. He should. Sure yeah. He's probably seen a lot.
1: Yeah. uh but now that Noel excitedly tells Wayne he might be Elf of the Year, a thing he didn't know existed, Wayne snaps. Hey, if this is about Dolores. I told you, I never saw the mistletoe.
2: It's about Dolores, it's about the turbo, it's about all of it. But it's been so great being together on this mission. This mission is a disaster. I didn't
1: want you along, I never wanted you along. I wish I never had a brother. And if you didn't catch it before with grace talking about her little brother, it's definitely noticeable now.
3: Yep. I really like this, uh, living in your brother's shadow or constantly feeling like underserved by your brother. Yeah. Like it's a cool thing. And then how it mirrors with grace and her brother, uh, Gabe is just how they did. This was really nice. Mm -hmm.
1: Starts angrily throwing snowballs at him and stuns him after shouting. I wish I never had a brother. Mm -hmm. which Grace also hears as she runs outside.
2: And then they team up and they say, yeah, crisscross, I'll kill your brother. You kill mine. (laughs) We both get away with it. It becomes a wildly different story.
3: (laughs) Strangers in the snow.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, Noel throws a snowball right back at him and says, tell me you didn't mean that. Then says his whole life he's looked up to Wayne as his hero until now. And he takes out a present he's been saving for Wayne, angrily tosses it to him before walking away. And inside is the Captain Avalanche super sled toy.
2: Where do you where do you think Noel found that super sled since they sold out? Like
1: Elf Health bank. <laughs> That was my joke. I Whoa. have it written right
0: there.
3: Wow. It's
2: right there. That's Beautiful.
3: The parentheses, Elf bell. Well bay. done. Ooh. I didn't know it was rhetorical. Sorry. <laughs> I stepped over oh. you. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> so Wayne apologizes to Noel, adding Captain Avalanche is nothing without Snowball. They hug it out as Grace watches and appears to understand how little siblings looking up to their big siblings works. And McGee calls Wayne asking for the fruitcake because apparently when Grace put herself in the nice list, some kind of bug got in there and is putting every other child on Earth onto the naughty list. And to make matters worse, the antenna on the fruitcake is now broken from the fall. So according to Thistleton and IT now, Wayne's going to have to connect their fruitcake to the biggest antenna they can find to reverse the damage. And it's a good thing Grace lives in fake New York just blocks away from the fake (laughs) Empire State Building. From a gigantic antenna. It's walking distance, so while the elves and Grace all run toward that building.
2: Yeah, how close do you think either of you are from a gigantic antenna? Like, how close do you think is the nearest gigantic antenna to you?
1: I'm close to a pretty big one, but not Empire State Building big. But there's a tower (laughs) near me. Yeah,
2: I kind of feel like giant antennas are one of those things that you don't really notice anymore until no. like you're looking for them. Yeah. I bet now tomorrow you're going to wake up and realize that there's like been one in your front lawn <laughs> this whole time. I can,
3: I can <laughs> see three of them right now. Right
1: there. I know of one that I pass. That's a little down the road between me and there's a fire station on my road, but that's it. And maybe yeah. that's why it's there. I don't know, but.
2: Right. For just such a fruitcake occasion. That's right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Fruitcake emergency. Yep. So while the Elves and Grace all run toward the fake Empire State Building, Grace gets to work fixing the fruitcake's motherboard while she's running.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: This is the best 10-year-old hacker I've seen in anything.
2: Absolutely. It is.
3: They should have actually gotten her to design the database that's getting corrupted right now mm-hmm. because I don't know what kind of poorly designed database can't handle like... Every, like all the entries being naughty like, uh, yeah. handle, like it's just a flag naughty or no it's right like, we can't handle 100 percent flag na- yes yes naughty. if this
1: reaches 100 percent christmas yeah. is ruined
2: well they should totally do like the uh the fbi and cia do when they like capture a dude that's been like uh <laughs> you know, writing bad checks or whatever, you bring them in and turn them to be a fraud expert for you. It's like <laughs> That's right. part of your work release. Now you're, you're moving to the North pole to do our cybersecurity. Now, Grace Goodwin.
3: <laughs> totally. Prep and landing for Grace Goodwin is now in IT at the North pole.
2: <laughs> and now you see me sort of uh, scenario. How'd
1: you yep. pass the bar exam, Grace? <laughs> <laughs> Tosses the fixed fruitcake to Wayne as she herself apologizes for being so naughty. And Wayne simply tells her, Hey,
2: always be your brother's hero. Great message. Yeah. Yeah, I would take that to heart if I had a brother, but I don't, so I don't have to. Sorry. (laughs) You don't have to, you don't have to worry about (laughs) it. Does not apply.
1: (laughs) I hope I'm my brother's hero. Also, apparently, as these kids switch to naughty on the database, their presents get vacuumed out of Santa's big bag that's already on the sleigh. (laughs) That's That's true. (laughs) That's probably the fanciest tech in this whole thing.
2: (laughs) He's like, oh, we got to get it out. Yeah, he goes... Yeah, you don't want to load up presents that you're not going to deliver. No. I mean, that that increases yeah. fuel cost, you know, like it throws off the whole algorithm of delivery. Yeah. So, yeah, you got to take them out. We do. Yep. Uh-huh. So it's a race to the top for
1: Wayne and Noel, but there's a gate in the way of the antenna that they can't fit through. But the super sled toy can. And they tape it to the fruitcake. Wayne gives Noel a holiday hug that basically spears him off the roof. <laughs>
2: yes. <laughs> like unexpectedly being tackled off of a roof <laughs> cannot be fun for anyone no. not even Noel, who's like right. used to living on the edge but
1: especially like in the clutch like this but it has the side effect of opening <laughs> wayne's parachute and they float up to the top of the antenna fire the super sled zipline at it and it works the naughty list starts dropping christmas is saved
2: christmas is saved my friend nope yep. Thank you, technology, for both almost ruining and saving Christmas. (laughs) And then
3: saving Christmas. Yay, Yay. technology. (laughs) (laughs) The best and worst thing in our lives.
1: McGee so relieved she gives the IT nerd a kiss for no reason. Inappropriate workplace.
3: Workplace inappropriate. That's what I'm saying. saying, This is some of that.
1: Maybe that's why I thought this came after Rick and Morty because Thistleton does remind mm. me of Smarter Jerry. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> totally. uh, and we wrap up pretty quickly. Christmas morning comes. Grace does get a new Miss Whiskers stuffed animal from Santa. And we see her give her little brother a big hug through Santa's magic snow globe.
0: <gasps> a new Miss Whiskers! Oh, Merry Christmas, Gabriel. Well. There's no better gift than family,
3: is there? Thanks for teaming us up, sir. Best present I ever got.
1: The brothers thanks Santa for teaming them up and both win Elf of the Year. Co-Elfs of the Year. And that's it. We wrap up pretty quickly.
2: I have to say, uh, last night watching this uh, you know, with my wife, uh, you know they hold up the Elf of the Year trophy. Uh, she made an excellent point that I hadn't thought of. It's like they just couldn't make two trophies. I mean, it, right? Santa he makes <laughs> toys for the entire universe. <laughs> like, couldn't just run off another one of those on the three D printer? <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah. Nope. You oh. gotta share
3: it. <laughs> yep. You gotta share it. He's gonna be at his house one one month <laughs> and be here. It's part of one. <laughs>
1: So real quickly, I do want to bring up one more related thing because Disney's got to synergize. 2011 also brought us a Marvel tie-in comic called Prep and Landing Mansion Impossible. What? It features Lanny and Wayne prepping the Avengers Mansion. What? This is in the show notes. Did not know. Oh, they nearly wake up a sleepwalking Hulk. They toboggan down a flight of stairs on Captain America's shield and McGee promises to give them a must stressful assignment next time at a school for gifted youngsters. Uh, <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: wow. Well played. Wow, I am gonna have to is, find that. <laughs> yeah. Is this available to read in its entirety somewhere?
1: I think I found it in its entirety, but I think I had to find it in bits and oh, pieces, good. but I, I will put those links in the show notes as best as I can.
3: I'm gonna be looking for that one. Yeah.
1: but any final thoughts about prep and landing? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's mediocre.
3: It was alright.
2: Look, I know I've been pretty effusive for the last three hours about this, but now looking back at it, one and a half stars. I mean, no, I, it's it's absolutely a delight. It's it's one that. Uh, as time has gone on, other specials uh, that I watched since childhood have kind of faded into the background and and have gone from must watches to eh, if we miss it this year, like not not such a big deal. But the, these are ones where I'm I'm still right in the thick of them. I, I still love them. I still look forward to watching them every year, being able to watch them twice this year because uh, having to watch them to record this show uh, was an extra delight. And yeah. now I'm looking forward to watching them again in a couple months uh because they are they're just absolutely nearly perfect um and i i can't recommend them uh highly enough they might be my one two and three slots of of all uh, wow. christmas specials um yeah absolutely i can't think of anything right now off the top of my head uh <laughs> uh that i would put higher yeah
3: yeah uh i mean i mean they're they're up there for me as well like uh i mean if if i'm thinking nostalgically, probably. Um, like Santa Claus comes to town and you're without a Santa Claus would be the only things I could probably put above them. Mm. But, uh, there are, like Jeff said, they're perfect. Like I'm, I quote those more than I quote the other, all the rank and bass stuff that I watch and everything. So, I mean, like I'm still using this stuff. My kids, like they've kind of in the last year or two have not gotten into watching it but I, I feel like in a couple of years, they're going to come back to it and we're going to start watching it again, but I, I still watch it every year and it is perfectly done. It's clever. Uh, the dialogue is just unbelievable. I mean, you're laughing at stuff and you're going to miss some dialogue. So every time you watch it, you find something new mm-hmm. that you, that you didn't know. So uh, just that, that rewatchability and just how clever it is, is just, it's, it's chef's kiss. <laughs> Jeff's kiss. <Sitting> right
1: there. <laughs> uh, This is very quickly climbing for me. Um, I do have my list of favorites, but but this is definitely a must watch every year for me ever since I I discovered it, really. So absolutely check this out. It's on Disney+. Plus. Hopefully, it'll stay there for a long time. And thank you both for calling dibs on this. This was fantastic.
2: Uh, thanks for having me because I, I could talk about this for hours. And I did. <laughs>
1: and we did. We did. Uh, a great way to celebrate the fifth anniversary of the podcast. Thank you so much.
2: Yes, happy anniversary! I'm, Thank I'm you. glad yeah. to celebrate with you. Uh, you. Happy Here's fifth! Yes, five more years. You're
1: helping I
3: mean, I, <laughs> to at least five more. At years. Least. <laughs> right? No, what Pax said. What Pax said.
1: I have enough specials in the spreadsheet that are down the pipe to cover another five years. So, <laughs> it's so nice. We are not close to finished, uh, but if people want to surprise you with the gift of something they stole out of your own garage, where can they find you on the internet? Pax. Uh, you can find me on Twitter under my
3: name, Paxton Holly, H O L L E Y. That's probably the quickest place. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me and you can find out, I got several podcasts. They're all on my Twitter. You can find them all there.
1: Perfect.
2: And Jeff, uh, Twitter, uh, Instagram. I'm both at summer jam S O M M E R J A M. I think I did that right. Um, yeah, anything that I do is there. I don't do much, but, uh, you know, if you like, uh, Jokes and doodles. Follow me over there. Plentiful.
1: Uh, and I am on Twitter at FallWestMike. If you want to see all the show notes for all the tangents we went on, they're probably on whatever app you're using to listen to this, but they're also at adventcalendar.house. And from there, you can find this show on Twitter and Instagram. Say hi. I'd love to hear from you. Next episode gets us back to our even number day schedule for the rest of December, which means it'll be on the 4th, which is Scrooge Sunday. Find out what adaptation of A Christmas Carol I'll be covering then, or just wait till the very end of this episode when I tease it. Either way, until then, for Jeff Summagey and Paxton Holly from the tiniest and dustiest little dive bar north of the Arctic Circle, this is Mike Westfall reminding you as always to please be careful of the icy patch and always be your sibling's hero. Good night. We're gonna turn you round one lump of cold at a time. Oh, you're not a children. And now, these messages. When you think of Christmas music, you think of the three C's, Crosby, Cole,
0: and Carey. I'm here to tell you there's a fourth C that should be on your Christmas list this and every year. Clarkson. Yeah!
2: Underneath the Tree has amazing vocals, bopping tempo, and festive vibes that will fill you with Christmas spirit well into the new year. So download it, stream it, or request it on the radio so we can get Underneath the Tree at the top of the charts. I'm Tim Babb from the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast, and I approve this message.
1: Next time on the Advent Calendar House... The place, London. The time, 1843 the season, that of jollity, of
0: festivity and charity, holly and berries and goodwill to all men, with perhaps one exception, and it is with this exception that we are concerned in our story. The exception is Ebenezer Scrooge.